0: It's the morning after. I finally snapped. I love it. uh, the morning after. I'm going to smash your face in. (laughs) Let's get weird, buddy. (laughs) All right, let's do this thing. The morning after has begun. I am Gabriel Morenci, Midtown Manhattan Studio 34. As you can see, we have a special guest uh, in studio. You've heard him. Maybe you've seen him, um, you know, on Skype before, but first time in a flash, Drew Dinkmeyer. What's up, Drew? I'm
1: happy to be here, Gabe. Hey, good Decided to see you, Drew. Living in the big city now.
0: Yeah, yeah well, welcome, welcome to uh, the big uh, city. And uh, Drew's going to be in uh, all week, and maybe longer than that uh, as we move uh, forward. So uh, finally, we have uh, the IQ level just went up a lot. Normally, it's me and Corey in here. I told uh, Drew, I said, normally the show's just me and Corey yelling at each other, but I said, you know, I won't, I won't yell at you.
1: That's all right. I mean, feel free. I want you to feel right at home, so feel free to yell at me.
0: Me and Joe Ranieri both yell, but we're not yelling at each other. We're both just yelling. Joe Ranieri (laughs) steps up in from Florida. What's up, Joe? What's
2: going on, guys? Pleasure to meet you, Drew. Welcome in, man. Thanks. Good good stuff,
0: Joe. Good stuff. So um, I saw you. You uh, you know, Joe, I think you had a pretty good weekend because I saw some of your picks uh, online uh, over the weekend. You and I talked about the Alliance Football League. We were both in agreement as far as taking a look at the unders. And what did I say? Bet you you go come in bet all four unders and you would have went uh, three and one. Um, and you know I was smart enough to pat myself on the back uh, for this one. I was smart enough to take the over last night. I was thinking it's not going to go four and zero to the under. Mm. And this Arizona team, you know, could move the football. If I thought that Salt Lake were, were going to be pretty good too, but I was at the Nick and the uh, the Raptor game on Saturday night at MSG. Great great experience at MSG actually. Like I thought I was gonna get price gouged and it would be all uptight and oh and MSG right, but uh, no, I, I had a very good time at MSG. Uh, but right after the game was over, I must have been like the only person. It was like I got to get to a TV. So I went to Hooters across the street from MSG, and uh, I caught the the uh, most of the second halves. Uh, they they had the uh, the San the uh, San Diego San Antonio game on, and I was on the right side of the game on the Commandos. Yesterday, we nailed the under. I went big on that Memphis-Birmingham uh, under last night, guys. And we had a fun football game to wrap it up, so we'll talk about the numbers. We'll get Joe's thoughts on this. Uh, we got some brains in the studio now, but we'll talk NBA. We'll take a look at the DFS slate for tonight, the betting uh, slate for the NBA. Tonight, it's NBA All-Star Week. Uh, Major baseball pitchers and catchers are reporting. Machado and Harper, both on side. San Francisco Giants seemingly getting close. All that and more morning after.
3: Eventually, it's going to happen. You'll turn the key and your engine won't start. Don't lose your ability to get around. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts for a superstar battery. Whether it's a reliable economy, hardworking premium, or powerful extreme, you'll find it at an everyday low price. Don't let a dead battery slow you down. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. O'Reilly oh, 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 right. Auto Parts.
6: than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
7: I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. my weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every
8: day. And I'm going to take it forever.
7: That was Walt talking
9: about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob
7: has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible.
9: 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
0: All right, let's do this thing morning after. We appreciate uh, you joining us on this uh, Monday morning. We'll try to get it going right uh, for you. Give you some winners for later tonight, although it's always tough. Any uh, association uh, with late scratches. As uh, we always find out. We're excited to have some football back, and I'm even more excited... That we won money. It actually built our account up. It made up for my bad. I won 0-3 in the NHL on Saturday I lost all three games by one goal, two of them in overtime. What are you going to do? Day late, dollar short. As you can see, we got Drew Dickmeyer uh, in studio with us, one of the top uh, DFS players uh, in the world uh, thrown down. This. So we'll try to pick his brain a little bit before this show is done. Joe Ranieri uh, in Florida, grinding. I was already on with Dane earlier this morning, making it rain. So uh, Joe, when it was all said and done, we're keeping track uh, here. I went four and two. So week one, AAF, we went four and two. Our big play actually, we hammered it yesterday. Was that under in the in the Memphis Birmingham game, and it stayed way under. It's amazing, guys. It opened up at 53. It ended up closing yesterday at uh, 46. It might even gone down to like 45, 45 and a half. And then the Arizona game went down, but what what was your take, uh, Joe? What do you think of uh, week one of the AAF?
2: Listen, I was impressed with what I saw. I think we've got uh, a whole lot of guys that are hungry, that would do anything to be in the NFL on some level. I think uh, a lot of the football, the product itself – is something that is a hell of a lot better than watching you know Vanderbilt on a Saturday play in college, and I think it's here to stay. I think it's also going to be the testing ground for a lot of the upcoming rule changes for the Nfl i was I was happy with the effort and the motivation of the guys on the field,
0: and I'll tell you what the quality of football guys too will get better. You have to understand they had a short camp, right? They had a short camp. this is their first game. Give them a couple of weeks. Uh, to get into into uh, into you know into a little bit of a routine and a rhythm. And I think you know, it'll be even better. But the odds makers clearly got it right when they said Arizona was the best team in the league. Mm. And we see Orlando look very, very good as well. Now, for betting purposes, pretty much everybody had it. I was disappointed. Our good friends over at FanDuel at the Meadowlands did not have it. They said they probably will. They probably just want to get a feel for it out of the gate. But when you've got as many people watching on television – as as um as the league did and the number is going to go down not every game is going to be on cbs like this but very very successful debut and drew drew dickmeyer here i was a little disappointed too i thought maybe DraftKings would jump on this you know they've got league of legends they do canadian football league cfl as well maybe maybe they will after a couple of weeks but i I was a little surprised they
1: did i think they will down the road um you know both of these sites, and, and Fanduel and DraftKings have been pretty innovative in trying to capture all the different sports markets, and so this is one that you know the scoring can translate really easily because they already have football level scoring. Yeah. Uh, it's just about getting like the data feeds and the sc- live scoring feeds like up to par is my guess, and then figuring out like a it's little. It's hard time.
0: to it's hard to make pricing for players that That's they've the never thing. seen play it before. Takes, right? It
1: takes a little bit of time for them to figure out the. So price maybe in a month, maybe we'll contact yeah. them actually. I think they will over time. I mean, it's one of those things. It's it's a double-edged sword for me as like a player. It's great to have like these new inefficient markets. But as a content provider, so I was gonna
0: ask you about that. So if yeah. they had it, would you be looking at this, looking to play it?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think anytime that there's a new market, there's a lot of inefficiencies in terms of what people are looking for, or people or how people are valuing players. The the challenge is obviously trying to project it, and it's a lot of time to project football in general. So yeah. like trying to project different scoring. And environments I was thinking like the CFL,
0: that. DraftKings, uh, you know, brought the CFL in. Um, Because you know CFL games are on ESPN. Yep. So yeah, I think ESPN was the ones that sort of they've, yep. they had a small
1: ownership in yep. DraftKings before, right? Any any of these any of these new leagues should be trying to that's get. That's the first thing. Involved. If you're the that's PR the very guy, very first thing you should be doing. They should be
0: on the phone right yeah. away. Call yeah. Fanduel, DraftKings. Yep. Hey, we have a new league. Here's our data. This is what we have. 100%. If you want information, this 100%. is how our power rankings for our players, et cetera. That's how you get distribution. You know, because I mean, you how know how you what get they an did. In the league. And the same way, Joe. Look, you and I, you know damn well, Joe. You and I wouldn't be talking about this AAF if we couldn't bet on it. Absolutely I wouldn't be talking about it. Absolutely not. I wouldn't be Much talking about
2: it. Much less would you be walking into a hooter and asking him to turn a channel, man. Like, that would never happen. Like, seriously. If I ain't betting on it, I ain't watching it.
0: I, I even told the guy, I said, can you get the San Antonio commando game on? He looked at me like, what? <laughs> and I said, their new football league. He goes, I don't, think we, I don't think we have that. I was like, you have it. It's on CBS. He's like, CBS. I'm like, yeah, CBS, dude. Just like... He's looking around on the Dish Network and all these satellite feeds. I'm yeah, like, yeah. CBS, bro. Yeah. Just put yeah. on CBS. Yeah. And right. uh, yeah, yeah. So we got to the San, the San Diego, but. And San Antonio game, but you know, there's no way we'd be talking about this. We could have bet on it, Joe. And
2: And it wasn't a big handle either. I mean, Vegas, there were some books in Vegas that reported they had five times the handle on the Pro Bowl. So I do think as the weeks go on, we'll we'll start to see more and more of guys like us start to get involved in it. I think it was just kind of a let's wait and see what we got here first. The more people bet on the Pro Bowl.
1: (laughs) that's surprising if the ratings did so well that there wasn't a big handle on it. You would think that with the ratings doing so strongly that yeah. that would be most of the, they would have been driven by it. people who had, exactly. had money on exactly. the game. Exactly. So I'm a little bit surprised there. Actually- I tell
0: you what, I think from a business perspective, that's good. Oh, for if sure. you're, if you're, because no, the no, betting no. will start 100%. to
1: percent. Yeah. Right? Cause
0: now the casual fan start. watches yep. that yeah. says, Hey, can I bet on yeah. this? And, you know when, when, and can I bet on this? And then you they find out they can. When
1: you do those ratings so strongly in that first week, the other thing you get is you get that momentum of everyone like us talking about it during yep. the course of the week. Like look at look at how many people watch the sport. Guys, and they then, beat, beat the NBA on Saturday night. That's insane to me. That's crazy. Joe,
0: they beat the NBA. Like that that does surprise me. Like so here are the television numbers. This is what they got.
2: Prime time too. We're talking about Harden versus Westbrook, 28 yes. point come from behind win, and they still beat them.
0: So yeah, eight o'clock. The pregame show started, and pretty slick of the hey, AF to do this. They tricked everyone, Drew. They said kickoff yep. was at eight. Yep. But it was smart, really. This is what the league's about. They they you know they had a 30 minute pregame show, and hell, oh, the pregame show got a zero point eight share, which is damn good. And we're talking about the 18 to 49 rating here, 3.18 million people. 3.18 million people. To put it in context, um, the NBA had 2.03 million. So it's a mil- So it goes to show the NBA is a hip league, but the lure of the sport of football is still a big one, man. You know, people just love football. So 3.18 million. Uh, America's Got Talent beat them all. 911 <laughs> <laughs> Fox. I don't know what the hell that is. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure what that is, but. Yeah, good, good start, good, good start uh, for but this. But it's league. the
2: diehards, Gabe. I mean, there are a bunch of diehard football players where they live and breathe the NFL. In between February and August, they do nothing. So if you can get a certain percentage of those guys to watch, then this league is going to be just fine.
0: All right. Um, so, uh, Major League Baseball is another league uh, that uh, is starting right now. Pitchers and catchers uh, set to report. Uh, you you bet on uh, exhibition baseball at all, Joe?
2: I try not to, but you know, usually I'll to. get yeah, <laughs> I'll get sucked in. Yeah, it's, it it always happens because I'm right here in spring training hell. So yeah, yeah, yeah. do you go it, to games at all? Do you ever go down and I, check it out? Yes, absolutely. So, uh, well, yeah, you know what, like what area
0: and what teams, like, can you I'm go see? I'm in
2: the uh, in the north part. So right now we've got the uh, we've got the Astros and the Nationals just built apart here in uh, in West Palm that we're by, and of course we got the Marlins and the uh, the Cardinals that play at Roger Dean Stadium. So I got I got four teams I'm surrounded by.
0: That's great. You know, that's something I've never done, actually, in my life as a sport fan. I've never gone to, like, spring training before.
1: Spring training's a fun trip. You're a Cubs guy. You've done it before. Yeah, I haven't done the Cubs because they're out in Arizona. But growing up in Florida and whatnot, definitely did road (laughs) road road trips through, you know, going to uh, Grapefruit League games. Yeah, that's great. What about pro baseball in Florida? Do you bet you suited that
0: it's... So spring training was there and that was enough yeah. and that was perfect. I
1: mean, they, they thought they had a big market and they have a big, you know, Latin American community and South American community in uh, Miami that they thought they could draw into the game. These are people that love baseball. Yep. These are people that do love baseball and they would go to the games. But the ownership groups in Miami over time have just alienated completely, the market, alienated the fan base. And so, well, yeah,
0: Loria, uh, J- Jeffrey Loria yeah. is not the most likable guy. David Sampson wasn't either. And now Derek Jeter, and you figured like the expectation, the hope. Hey, anyway, Derek Jeter owns yeah. the team. It's almost you could dare I but
1: say people worse. People are just disenchanted in general. You know, it's 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 before the the Loria group as well. The ownership before that was the team was the yeah. group that tore down the '97 Marlins after they won their first World Series, and so you know fans just haven't had a chance to like fall in love with the team and stay with the team. The guys are constantly moving, and it's the the team's most notable players, they're the fan favorites that get moved all the time. Um, you had the the tragic Jose Fernandez death that That's really just, yeah. stalled out the franchise in terms of momentum. It's it's just been a very tough go for for baseball, professional baseball in South Florida.
0: Yeah, and I don't know how much better it's going to get. Actually, Tampa Bay Rays are hanging on for dear life uh, as well. But Joe, the big uh, the big rumor in the morning is this got to happen soon. And the whole thing too. If you're a team and you sign a Bryce Harper now, you sign a Manny Machado now, you missed out on being able to market this. Yeah. Like it's so late right now, Joe. You can't get them on the calendars. You can't get them on the season tickets. You can't, you yeah. know, you can't really market it. Not to mention your team. I mean, we're to the yeah. point in time now where the GMs pretty much know what their teams are. There's a big domino effect when you sign big guys like this. We'll hit this on the other side. We'll take some of your phone calls as well. Eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Baseball is back, people. Hey, we got football. We got baseball. It's not that bad.
11: That's 800-223-0992.
12: Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the Sports Talk host. I can talk about all sports, football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days, and anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800 428 one five seven zero 5 agents are standing by 24 7 so go ahead and call now
13: 800-428-1570 morning after
0: continues fantasy sports radio television networks online i am gable morency drew dinkmeyer joining us in studio Corey Parson, a fantasy executive uh, on vacation. Joe Ranieri uh, kicking it uh, with us as well. We'll take uh, some of your phone calls in a couple of minutes. Uh, We'll talk some baseball. uh, Get Drew's thoughts on what's going on with the baseball um, baseball contract uh, situations. But I see here it's a funny story here from uh, TMZ. El, funny, but (laughs) El Chapo. You know El Chapo has had a trial going on in Brooklyn, and I'm sure the feds are getting a little concerned right now that. The verdict's taken this long. Yeah, and can you imagine, like Drew, like this is one of these deals where you do whatever it takes not to be. Like, I'd rather get oh, arrested yeah. for like assaulting someone in the courthouse and disqualify myself from being on this jury. I don't want to be on the El Chapo
1: jury. Yeah, we had friends talking about this over the weekend. That you know, what if you get jury duty and you like find out that you're on this trial? Like, what what kind of what kind of uh, drastic uh, decisions would you make in your life to try to avoid being on this trial altogether? Pretty
0: drastic ones. Yeah, yeah, you know, pre- pretty drastic ones. There's one guy, I don't know if he was doing it on purpose actually, but he kept on falling asleep. Yeah. I think he was trying to get like yeah. knocked off.
1: Any, anything to make sure that I'm not involved in this final verdict.
0: Yeah, so uh, basically, so the verdict's been going on, but the thing is, even if he gets off on this one, it's pretty clear too that the jurors are I'm a little a hesitant to, sure. <laughs> like, to do this. I'm sure. They keep on coming back and asking more questions and I know I know the feds are getting frustrated by this, but he's
1: got like seven other trials. Yeah. So he beats this one, and yeah. then they just do it again yeah. somewhere else, right? Yeah. And I'm sure that's what these people are thinking, too. Like, there's there's other trials. Yeah. Yeah. You want to get them? Yeah. Someone <laughs> else can get them. <laughs> I don't want to be the guy. <laughs> the thing is,
0: jurors' names are always. I was reading in the paper the other day. You poke around, you can actually get yeah. juries' uh, jury's addresses and stuff like that. Yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, I, I just. I wouldn't be uh, too too excited to be on this uh, this during this jury pool. So with drug kingpin El Chapo's verdict comes down, law enforcement at the courthouse will be ready for the worst-case scenario yeah. after running drills for active shooting crises. According to sources, the Brooklyn Federal Court where El Chapo's trial is going down, U.S. Marshals led courthouse staffers through a mandatory active shooter drill this week before jury selection began. We're told certain employees were chosen to pretend they had been shot, while others would try to fight back. Some drills were run with a single shooter, others with multiple shooters. We told the Marshals, of uh, time, how long it would take to apprehend the culprit? Imagine that the security is pretty freaking heavy around yeah. this, though. Pretty, pretty heavy, and I don't really see how you're gonna shoot him out of the Brooklyn, uh, the Brooklyn federal courthouse. But yeah, I imagine this trial will be coming to an end uh, this week. We'll keep our, uh, we'll keep our eye on this. I think we've got uh, Joe Ranieri. I think we've lost uh, I, Joe for a second. What's up, Joe?
2: Listen, I, I'd want to be on that. I could be bought, man. I mean, I'm, just, I'm going I'm going on record to say it right now. I got no problem with not I joking. hear you. No problem. I hear you. Like, I wouldn't. Yeah, if they
0: came. Yeah, I hear what you're saying. That's right. Like, the guy who was falling asleep all the time, I was thinking, oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, they probably told him, listen, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Just fall yep. asleep yeah. all the time. It'll yeah. declare a mistrial, take, right? Take,
1: take some naps here during yeah. the trial. And then or, at the end we could. Or yeah. we'll give you a really long nap.
0: Yeah. and you yeah. When you're... After the job, you know, you could just say, listen, one of the jurors was asleep all the time, yeah, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, we got to redo this. Yeah. The judge actually said it, too. He said "He said in front of everybody, he said, juror number six. He goes, the last time, I'm going to warn you. I guess the guy kept on falling asleep all the time. <laughs> and supposedly, El Chapo chuckled, <laughs> right? And I'm sure that the judge is thinking the same thing. What yeah. are you up to, dude? Like, yeah. I don't know what you're doing. But he said, and I guess he looked at El Chapo. He goes, for the record, we're not redoing anything, even without this juror. Like he said, we're not, there's no mistrial. There's no re-anything.
1: If I'm I'm during number seven, I'm falling asleep right after that. Yeah, well, maybe they they should all just fall asleep at once. If if number six is is getting his way, falling asleep, and they're like, no, we're not going to redo this again, I'm going to start taking naps as well. They're not sequestered either. Yeah.
0: Like, can mm-hmm. you imagine leaving that place, Joe, being on that jury? Like, <laughs> well, first of all, how? And I might it, up, it, like, I'd be scared, man. Like,
2: how technical could the actual testimony be where people are falling asleep? Like, I, you, that would be one trial that you'd actually want to stay awake for. I don't get Why true. are they falling
0: asleep? Yeah, it is. And, you know, I've been following it pretty closely. It's pretty flashy, too. Yeah. You've got, like, Mexican soap opera actresses and his mistresses. They're all hot and, like, these hitmen. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty, pretty flashy stuff. Uh, actually it's going on all right so what's not flashy it's what's been going on with this baseball so pitchers and catchers have reported at least in, with some uh, some teams over the next couple of days uh they're all going to be uh, checking in right now and extremely uh, you know i just find it crazy drew that players such as i mean there was talk about harper getting 500 million dollars
1: yeah that's clearly not happening no obviously not he's
0: not even getting 400 300 I mean, the word was what the White Sox offer Machado 175 million dollars.
1: Yeah, you're hearing you're hearing numbers in like the seven years, eight years, 200 million. You're not hearing the 300, 400 that people had originally talked about. So it's a situation now with baseball where it's it's hurting the game from a marketing perspective as well. You don't have these stars you don't you don't have them signed to teams you don't have teams able to market them as you you alluded to and then you've got this hanging over the sport in a way that's not interesting in any way shape or form like the NBA's figured it out that there's transactions all year long that people are focused on so you got the trade deadline yeah, they make it a show season yeah. and you've got all these rumors swirling around you've got no rumors swirling around these players it's just like mystery team mystery team and then the the executives of teams are coming out and saying no you know we're not so sure we're not we're not super interested in So let me let me bring that money. up
0: so the owner of the Astros came out and said, uh, you know, the reason why teams aren't offering Machado and Harper big money is because of analytics. And he said there's no reason to pay people and be on the hook for these massive contracts when if you're good at scouting and you do your Mm -hmm. due diligence, you can put together a team without uh, spending all that money. And I'm thinking, yeah, all right, that's good. But you guys tanked for years. Exactly. You got all these top uh, draft picks and players, and the only thing that puts you over the top was the fact you brought Justin Verlander in, who was making like $35 million yeah. a year. Yeah.
1: 28
0: to $35 million yeah. a year, so it's a little hypocritical, Joe. Oh, no, no. It costs money. This is clearly a collusion going on, Joe, right now.
2: It has to I- be. Absolutely. You know, it was funny. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, had come out and said that the Giants, because the big, the big rumor now is the San Francisco Giants are willing to offer Bryce Harper a short-term deal to get him to sign, but they won't go to the 300000000 million 10-year deal that, oh, yeah, the Nationals offered you and you said no, and now you can't find any other team to even come close to doing that. So who is your agent again? I'm trying to figure that out.
0: Yeah, this is it's you know, I thought it wouldn't be crazy that he ends up back on Washington actually after he sort of felt the market out and realized this isn't gonna end well. No. You know, I, I better be able, I better take this money right now. And now you got Manny Machado. Now, Drew, how much from from a ball player's perspective, you're just sort of a numbers guy. Yeah. So how good are these guys? Because let's, very good. let's start it with Harper. Yeah. Harper's great, puts up good numbers, yeah. but there's something about him that rubs people the wrong way. And I've read a lot of GMs, and I'm sure you read the same stuff, Joe, and you hear them say the same thing. He's a me guy. I wouldn't want him on my team. He's not worth that money. How come Washington never won with him? And I'm not saying every GM feels that way, but – Clearly, a lot of them do, Drew, because they're not like beating each other over the head, uh, you know, to get to them, right?
1: Yeah, now. Yeah, but all that, all that is also like the the marketing of of bringing down the players' valuation. Yes. Like they're working, they're yeah. working collectively to all bring down the players' valuation. That's why you hear the things that like Harper's a me guy, or Manny Machado doesn't hustle in the postseason. Yes. yes exactly. For these things, because you can't knock their out- on-field performance, so you have to kind of knock the things around the on-field performance, because the numbers do justify that these guys are worth substantial money, and they're the unique free agents that are hitting free agency in their prime that rarely happens in baseball these guys are in their mid-20s in their prime of their career and they're hitting free agency and so these guys are worth all of those dollars but teams have figured out that they can basically invest in all these young players who are arbitration-controlled or rookie contract-controlled for the first six years of their career, and they don't have to pay them as much. And so that's what the Astros and teams like that are talking about, yep. is that there's more efficient ways to spend. But you but can't even have it both Sox- ways. You can't have it both ways. If you're if hmm. you're the ownership of a team and saying, hey, you know, these, these free agents, we should be spending all this money on the high-end free agents, then where should the money be going most efficiently? If it's analytics, the money should be going to the younger players then. So you need to restructure the entire pay scale of Major League Baseball players and at least funnel that money to the younger players. And this is something that's going to lead to a work stoppage the way that yes,
0: they're going. It definitely will, Joe. And that's what I was going to state. Like baseball is the only sport without a salary cap and you know, they've got their revenue sharing, they've got different systems, they've got luxury taxes, revenue sharing, and somewhat of a problem in which a team like the Marlins is getting a check that pretty much yep. covers, covers their salaries and their payroll and then everything else is just profit. Yeah. All the TV money is just profit. But look, you look at the Boston Red Sox right now. They put it out there. We're not open for business. Like for all these free agents. Like you you haven't yeah. you haven't heard a hint of anything. Mm. They have money. They're the champions. The LA Dodgers traded salary away. Yep. We keep waiting for them to make this big move and it hasn't happened yet. You mentioned you mentioned, you uh, know, work stoppage. If there's no salary cap, it's almost like the you know, the tax breaks. Well, we're gonna cut the taxes yeah. for these cult corporations and it's gonna trickle down, yeah. they're gonna hire people. They never do. The money never trickles they down. They never do. They yeah. just hoard it and yeah. then a year later they complain, We need yeah. more tax breaks, yeah. we can't compete, right? Yeah. It's rinse and repeat. Yeah. Seems like this is going on in baseball right now. If there's gonna be no salary capture, part of that means you spend the money. Yeah. It's no. like they're hoarding the yeah. revenue now, yeah. which is just going yeah. to lead yeah. to—will yeah. we have what you know, Joe? You know what I'm saying? Like the owners—they're yeah. getting too greedy now.
2: Like, well, because, like they're but getting the owners, too greedy. They're not doing. They're not going to give any more Albert Pujols deals, Bobby Bonilla deals. The owners, whether they admit it or not, have uh, somehow gotten together and agreed that yes, nobody's arguing Bryce Harper and Manny Machado. If you're going to give anybody a 10-year deal, it's probably these guys in their prime. But uh, somewhere along the line, the owners have just said enough is enough. We're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be, um, you know, forced to go ahead and negotiate these kinds of contracts with these upcoming players. But if a short-term lucrative 30, 40 million dollar deal is in play for the Giants, then why the hell is it not in play for the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers? I mean, if that's the way to go where we're doing two year rentals on these guys, that that changes the landscape also. But like Drew said,
0: these guys are in their prime. Yeah. If yeah. I'm Harper, I'm not doing any mini rental. Yeah. I'll say screw it. I'm not playing. Yeah. I'll wait it out. I'll, I'll wait this out.
1: Yeah, they're being they're being put in a bad spot. I mean, the players there's they don't have a lot of leverage in this situation now. If if ownership is actively working against them, and that and that appears to be the case of what's going on. You, a, you go a look end. too.
0: The guy like Yasmani Grandal only yeah. got
1: off for a one year yeah. deal. Yeah. Yeah, 18 million
0: dollars. Mm-hmm. Aaron Adam.
1: Yeah. Ah, Let's so, go into arbitration, So, so those right? guys, the the like Yasmani Grandal, the mid tier guys that are like they're they're really good players, but they're not going to be the top players. Those guys are probably actually going to benefit the most in this kind of environment because teams are going to be like, you know what? We'll pay you a little bit more. All right. So he got 18 mil. That's not bad,
0: but he's going to keep on signing one yeah, and two exactly. year deals. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's not. I'm sure that's not the business model the Players Association uh, enjoys very no,
2: much. No, no.
0: And you know, it, it, the NFL has a work stoppage coming. You would imagine, although the NFLPA always talks a big game and then they back out yeah. when it's all said and done. But we'll continue uh, talking some baseball uh, here on the morning after. We'll take some of your phone calls. Talk some NFL combine around the corner. Let's talk quarterbacks.
14: Decisions gonna have to be made.
0: just looking at the attendance here for some of these Alliance, uh, Alliance football games. San Antonio did very well, as expected. We got uh, we got some people that tuned into the show. I see our boy Jai is in the house. He, he was at the game. He told us last week he was going to the game. They got nearly 28,000 people in San Antonio. They're saying in between 10 and 15 in Arizona. And you notice the difference there, guys.
1: Um, San Antonio doesn't have yeah. a pro football team, right? I was gonna say 10 to 15 is more what I would have expected. Yes. When yeah. you said 28, I was like, whoa, that's really good. That's that that jives with the really strong ratings. That's a that's a great start.
2: What do they get in Orlando? Do you know, Joe? They had it was pretty packed there at that uh, at that game over there. I think the stadium seats between uh, I want to say about 40.
0: Let's see, uh, Ap- Apollo's attendance. Let's see how they did over the uh, let's see over the weekend. Uh...
2: Is around 20.
0: Let me get the another. So we got the 27. Yeah, we knew they there. Actually, you know, pretty pretty decent attendance. And, you know, it's about television, too, right? All right, here it is. Attendant wasn't an issue. Boom. All right, here we go. Um, 20,191 for Orlando. There you go. That's a good
1: number. (laughs) Anything over 20, I think you're doing pretty darn well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, kick off. so yeah, so Saturday's attendance was pretty good. They got 20, 27,857 at one and
1: 20,191
0: at the other. Yeah. It's, it's not bad. That, that, that's not bad. So we'll see. Now, next week, the games aren't on CBS. Um, they're going to be on CBS Sports Network, um, BleacherReport.com, right. NFL Network. So they're not going to be getting 3.18 million people yeah. uh, watching. But nice, nice start uh, for this league. And listen, yeah. as sports fans, guys, there's nothing wrong with having more options on TV, right?
1: Yeah, and uh, it's it's great to have other sports. It's great to have kind of a cycle that goes through that you can do, you know, football all year long. Uh, for a guy like me, it's a pain. I'd like I'd like a, you know more time off between sports so I, can, <laughs> so I can take some time to catch my breath and. Well, these, these are the dog days. Accurately. You know, like the dog days of summer. Yeah,
0: these are like the dog days of winter, right, Joe? And. Yeah, literally. So in fear. Whenever the Westminster Kendall Dog Shows in business, <laughs> that's when you yeah. know it's like we're at that time of the year now. And I gotta tell you, I saw a bulldog kick some serious ass, man, at yeah. that uh, at that dog show. <laughs> I, you know, I like the dog show. It's the one thing too. People ask me if I bet on it. I'm like, I have, you know, I have before, but mm. not all books have numbers on it. But it's one of the few sports I can watch, Joe, or events, let's call it, where. I don't have to have money on it. I just like watching the dogs running around, man. It was like the NFL combine, man. This bulldog was going through cones and
2: tunnels and jumping over things. He was kicking ass. You've got to have that uh, decompressing uh, event there that you can just watch and relax, and you don't have to you don't have to get all crazy about it. And the Westminster covers, you know, checks all those boxes. I can just chill, I can relax, and I can root for the bulldog or the golden retriever, and I'm happy.
0: Yeah, it's one of these. It's one of those weeks today. Like you got NBA All Star game later in the weekend, yep. but NBA All Star game's is a good one, even though I'm not a fan of the. Um, I prefer. You don't like the draft? No why not no nah, cuz i don't know. i'm old and crusty i you, guess
1: you finally had like a competitive game environment last year nah, i like year. the east versus west um uh, man, the the last few years, the East versus West, the the sides are just too lopsided. It's been it's you know it's one one team in terms of the All Stars. Which also like if you're gonna do this draft thing, yeah. Why do we have Eastern and Western Conference All Star selections? Like why are we cutting off some of the best players if a conference is too deep? If we're not gonna actually use the conference affiliations in general, makes no sense. Yeah. Um, but that's been I a problem with the All Star game the last few years. It's just that the Western Conference is so much stronger in star potential, especially with LeBron going over there. Uh, now you just you don't have the Kind of star power in the East to like line up. It's it's getting there now with Giannis and Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons and whatnot. But uh, I like the draft. I think it's fun. I would like the draft to happen literally right before the game. Yeah,
0: yeah. I guess at least this way they know they can put it on the programs and all that type of stuff. I'd like
2: like them all to be in the same room and see how awkward it gets when they get to the 20th pick. You know, like I want to see. They did that in the NHL,
0: Joe. They did it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: yeah.
2: And they stopped it because of that.
1: Playground style yeah.
0: because one guy was last and basically one yeah. laughed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He was sitting. It was Phil Kessel. He was sitting. They sort of, they sort of had like, uh, like stands. Right. Yeah. yeah. The guy, All right, I'll take you. Yeah. All right. Take you. Yeah. And then he's the last guy. They gave him a truck though. Oh, I you mean, get why not, last. Then? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? He, he had a good all-star game out. And then they were like, the NHLPA was pissed after. They were like, they never really thought they were like, that was embarrassing. You embarrassed uh, our players and you, uh, you know what um, I mean? And you know, he said, as long as I'm an all-star, yeah, you're, it's cool. You're,
1: you're an all-star. Like you've already been picked ahead of. It was 75% awkward. of the league. Yes, I know. Like how much, how much, how much do you need to be coddled to be picked in, you know, the top 1% of the one percent? What about having letting the fans pick the teams? Yeah. At that, at that point. But the NBA,
0: I, I, I bet the NBA All-Star game. I, you know, I used to bet it big. Like I used to bet the Pro Bowl. I bet more money on the Pro Bowl than I would the Super Bowl at times. It was an automatic over. But uh, Goodell bitched and made it real football. Now it's like been four years in a row. Yeah. It's gone under the number. She doesn't even come close uh, to going over. But I'll bet. I bet. Uh, I bet the NBA All Star game pretty significantly. Just the overs? Um. Yeah. Mostly the totals yeah. and usually on the West. You know what I mean? And yeah. Mostly totals. One thing that I am a big fan of betting on is the um the rookie sophomore game on Friday. Okay. Okay. I'll lay it down on that game. Um, the slam dunk competition and the skills contest and stuff. I bet, but I just
2: sort of sprinkle
1: on that. Yeah. I like the three point contest. Like, I think that's that's where where you'll get your most bang for your buck in terms of, in terms of betting, but you know, you got some decent numbers on that this year too. I mean, you you got the Curry brothers. Yeah. Yeah, But you what I was
0: going to say, Joe, you notice like the three point contest, the best three point shooters will shoot. Yeah. Yes. The slam dunk. They won't. I know. And why, why do you think that is Joe? Like. I think it's because what we were just talking about. I think they don't want to lose. Yeah. I think LeBron James, like LeBron James should be in these things, right? Or at least, I'm not saying every year, but I, he's getting older. I get it. But I think a lot of the top players don't want to do it because they don't want to lose. Right? They don't want to, yeah. like LeBron goes up and some kid does a better dunk than him. Hey, hey. Like, I think it's a competition thing, dude. I don't think it's it's anything else. I mean, they're in the building anyways. They can talk, oh, you know, we we let the young guys do it, but... It's they're no names, man, and yeah. like who the hell is this slam dunk contest this year? Nobody cares that John yeah. Collins. Like, I'm not saying that hey, they might not lay down a good dunk, but the fact is, the slam dunk contest has gotten worse and worse over it the should, years. It should know? be
1: one of the two directions that they need to go in. Either bring the stars back out or bring literally the professional dunkers, the dudes yeah, yeah. who go around the country and perform these dunk contests. Well, it's funny you say that, because in Toronto, guys. I was at the All-Star yeah. Game
0: a couple of years ago. That was the last cool dunk contest, yeah. actually. It was when uh, Aaron Gordon yeah. had the, uh, the mascot yeah. on the hoverboard and stuff. Yeah. There was some cool stuff. But even then, there's some local kid it's yeah. like a professional dunker. Yeah, he the, came out and he had a better guys, dunk than any of the NBA guys
1: did. Bring those guys in or have the stars in because this thing in between is just it's lost interest for everybody that's following.
2: Well, yeah, I think too. sometimes things just run its course and I think the the, the slam dunk competition has come. It's got, I mean, how many more cars are we going to roll out and props and it's just gotten to the point where most people nowadays aren't interested in that anymore. They want to see the three point in the skills challenge. So just do away. There's no shame in saying, all right, we've out Grown the slam dunk competition let's move on
0: now we asked people last week now the football was over what what were people most looking forward to and a lot of people said the NHL playoffs actually
1: the, they are fun, and they're picking up steam in I've the I've said US. this before. Yeah. Yeah, Corey's here. He's like, I don't watch hockey. I, don't watch. I told him. The play- even if you're not a hockey regular, fan. The regular but- season, people don't care about yeah. in, in the U.S. But the the playoffs have picked up a ton of steam the last few years because of overtime playoff hockey. Are you a, yeah. you're a Chicago sports fan? Are you a Blackhawk yeah. fan then? I mean, I'm a bandwagon Blackhawks fan. and so when you're year, doing good. Yeah, <laughs> so this year I have nothing to root for. I, I mean, I only watch NHL during the
0: playoffs. Yeah, NHL hockey during the playoffs are great. I look forward to the NBA playoffs, especially this year.
1: Yeah. There's a lot of good teams. Yeah. You look at the Eastern Conference; it's going to be a little fun. Second round on this year. The first round in the Eastern Conference is going to be a bloodbath because the the top oh, the four Eastern, the yeah, top yeah. four teams in the in the East are so much stronger than the bottom four teams. Whoever yeah. make it in the East, so the first round will be a little bit of a bloodbath. Brooklyn there. Brooklyn will be an interesting team. No, Brooklyn they'll can make be, a series. Be, yeah, they can get into six games, something yeah. like that. I don't think they can win a playoff series this year, Um, but the, the West one through eight is going to be great. Yeah. It's going to be a real bloodbath to get, to get through here.
0: And you know, we can say, Oh, golden state can't be beaten, but you got to play the games, right?
1: Yeah. Well, the thing is you just never, the, the thing about, maintaining a dynasty for so long in the NBA is those guys are playing so many more games than everybody else. Good point. Now there's been a little bit of a cheat code for golden state by having all these stars that you look at the regular season game totals, you know, the last few years for KD, for yeah. Curry, they're more like 65, 60. They're not the He's able to AD rest anymore. guys. Right. Exactly. So there's a little bit of a cheat code there that golden state's been able to utilize, but that's the thing, you know, we saw last year, Golden State wasn't wasn't Houston fully had healthy. him on the road. Houston had him, and then the Chris mm. Paul injury. And the same thing, we can't predict,
0: Joe. Like people say, oh, yeah. we already know who's gonna win. I don't know. Maybe Draymond Draymond Green's not the same player as he was before. Nope. Maybe Dray, You know what I mean? There's suspension. Yeah. There's yeah. injury. Stuff happens. Yeah. You got to play the games, Joe. Right? We can't just yes. give them the trophy.
2: Stuff exactly. You got to play the games. But in all honestly, though, if if they remain healthy there isn't a team in this league that's going to beat them in a seven-game series. It's just yep. a fact. Now with mean, Cousins can, coming they in, They might too. win one or two, but the re, unless short of some crazy injury or something happening, you just can't beat this team right now in a seven-game series. Because I still think they have another gear that they're not even showing you. And we know yeah. this already yeah. from these guys. We've seen it year after year. They can drop it into another gear other teams just can't. And congratulations, you got it to six games, but you ain't you ain't getting it to seven. It ain't gonna happen. That's always been a
0: problem with my Raptors. Actually, that the Raptors play pretty at a pretty high level, Joe. Nightly, yeah, it, they play more competitive. There's a bigger effort. Yeah than most teams in a regular season. Well, they, but when they get to the playoffs, route, they're unable to get that, yeah. that that's next the, that's, level. That's largely but because the they've had a great bench. But the squeezed in the playoffs. That's the problem. You lose your advantage of the depth, right? The,
1: the big advantage for the Toronto Raptors and teams that are super deep is during the regular season, they can withstand, can withstand you the injuries, yeah. and they're constantly, their second units are building big leads that their teams are able to put away, and they kind of are able to scale back some of the minutes of the starters. But you don't have that other gear when you have, like, Lowry and DeRozan. You have another gear when you have Kawhi Leonard. So that'll be yeah, the interesting yeah. thing about Toronto this year is that that's a that's a true star, a true upper level top five player that can in the raise league. other guys can, level. They can, can say, "Hey, yeah, this I is can, what you I have to do if you want to win a title." Over. You, you didn't have that with tomorrow. That's, that's why I,
0: I listen. They got mm-hmm. to get through. They got to get through these first. But I do think that they have a puncher's chance against the Warriors because of Kawhi Leonard. The teams are built because of the defense that they could bring. Now with Marcus mm, Saul as
1: well. The wing depth is on these top four teams in the East is now stronger. Now, Philadelphia did some things where they kind of moved around pieces at the deadline, but we'll see what the buyout uh, period leads. But these teams are more equipped to play with Golden State because of the wing depth and the different ways that they can play. That's the thing that Golden State had an advantage on all these other teams the last few years is they could play different ways. They could play big or they could play small. And when they played small with KD at the four, they were just Crushing you and killing you in those death lineups. And now Toronto has a couple different ways they can play with Gasol. Uh, Milwaukee has a couple different ways they can play with bringing in Nikola Mirotic. Uh, They can play super big with Giannis uh, as a three. Or they can play small with Giannis as a five and protecting the rim and and spaced out with shooters all over him. I think Milwaukee is the most interesting team for me to play Golden State.
2: Toronto doesn't have its kryptonite anymore, so the Toronto should have been in a few finals except yep. LeBron was playing in the East. Yep. LeBron's not playing in the East anymore, so now that they've added Kawhi, theoretically, they should have the best shot of actually representing the East this time because it's not like they haven't been there. They just couldn't get past LeBron James.
0: And that's my deal with the Milwaukee Bucks, that... It's very difficult to go from never winning in the playoffs sure. to going all the way For to the sure. finals, right? For sure. And this unit right. we've seen, the Greek freak guys yep. it's been two years in a row, they made the playoffs yep. and they got bounced. Yep. Yep. So it's the same thing with the Toronto Maple Leafs in the NHL right now, guys. A lot of people, all oh, the Leafs, the Leafs. Yeah, the yep. Leafs are really, really good and they got these young studs, but these young studs have also lost in the first round two years in a row in the playoffs.
2: No seasoning.
0: Like I Zero exactly. Seasoning. Like you look yep. at the Raptors. They've been disappointed. They know, all right, chill out. We lost a game like this that roller coaster. But on the other side of I want to talk about the Boston Celtics a little bit, actually. Because this this team coming into the year, everyone, oh, just give them the East. It's unbelievable. Stevens is like Red Arbach, he's the greatest coach ever. And I told everyone slow down. They're gonna have chemistry problems. Yep. And lo and behold, here we here we are, and they're admitting we've got chemistry problems. They were better off with Tatum, Brown, Rozier. They had a good team thing going. They liked each other. Tatum's development has been stunted now. Kyrie Irving's probably going to split. That's hanging over their head. Gordon Hayward's a good kid, but he's not the same player as he once was. Danny Ainge, he's like a mad scientist, but he went too far. Like He already had a good team, and he always goes too far. But uh, we'll get Drew and uh, Raneri's thoughts on this and yours as well. Hang in there. We'll hit the phone lines as well. Rain dance.
2: Make it rain. I did get a chance to watch the American Football Alliance of... Amer- I swear to... I cannot for the life of me remember what the hell this thing stands for. The Alliance of American Football. A lot like what pizza and, and sex are. You got that analogy? What I mean is, even when it's bad, it's actually pretty good. And that's pretty much what we got from this football. Weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, on the Fantasy
8: Sports Network and on your popular podcast providers.
11: That's 800-570-9631. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's
19: 800-754-4531. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? for a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me, for the government, and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now.
11: 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517
2: Well, now you don't have to worry about it because you can bet from anywhere, anytime with the all-new MyBookie mobile betting platform. With the MyBookie mobile platform, you'll enjoy the safety and the convenience of at-home betting when you're on the go. You can try it out today, and you'll never miss another winning bet. Just head over to MyBookie.ag, open an account with the promo code FNTSY, and MyBookie will match that deposit up to $1,000. That's right. That's right. $1,000. That's mybookie.ag promo code FNTSY.
0: Well done, Joe. Well done makes me want to bet. (laughs) (laughs) Although I don't need a lot of prompting. (laughs) Uh, I see a a tweet here. This is just too good. Um, Here we go, guys. So listen, check this out, Bones. There's a guy in a screen mask signing a check here. Guy in Jamaica, Joe, won the lottery. One hundred and fifty four million Jamaican dollars. Jamaican Jamaica currency.
2: Queens or Jamaica, Jamaica, uh,
0: Jamaica, 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 yeah, not Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> <Queen. laughs> so basically, he put a screen mask on when he showed up to collect the money. He's not taking any chances. And I like your style, actually. I guess the worst, like when everyone knows, like, you know, what I mean, hey, look, he just won one hundred and fifty four million dollars. I'd go in with the screen mask as well. That, that's, that's awesome. But he has got the screen mask on. All right, uh, so we were talking about uh, the Boston uh, Boston Celtics. Yeah, interesting here. I see Vegas Insider. Celtics had the highest NBA season win total in Eastern Conference this year at 59 and a half. Boston now sit at 35 and 21. After back-to-back collapses at home, the under is getting ready to cash. I cannot believe I left the house Saturday, Drew. They were up by, like, it was like 67 yeah. to 40. And I had them in a muddy-line parlay. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, looking pretty good. Like, when I heard they lost after, I thought it was a mistake. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> they, they were winning by
1: 27 Re- points. Regrade this one.
0: It's the morning after. I finally snapped. I love it. It's, uh, the morning after. I'm going to smash your face in. Let's <laughs> get weird, right? <laughs> All right, let's do this thing. We're into level two. The morning after the executive Corey Parson on vacation. Drew Dinkmeyer in studio with us that gonna have to run some NBA games past uh Drew. Um here we got we got him, we gotta use him. Joe Ranieri in the house, throwing it down in Florida to made it make it rain, uh, made it rain this morning with Dane, Dane Martinez. Uh we're talking baseball, we're talking basketball, we're talking AF. Let's let's get a little NFL in as well as as uh, the NFL Combine is going to be around the corner, teams, um, teams are going to have to start to make their decisions as far as uh, the, the, the future is concerned. A lot of quarterback talk in the National Football League uh, right now. We've got uh, win totals for Major League Baseball. Pitchers and catchers set to report. Latest is that the uh, San Francisco uh, Giants are um, are trying to get uh, Bryce Harper. So uh, Bryce Harper's an amazing player. It's very hard. The And these are competitions. I can't handicap it. I don't know where we are, but we're giving it a shot. That's all we can do, uh, says um, the CEO of the uh, San Francisco uh, Giants. It's amazing that these guys are still unsigned. But what what do you say, Joe? You think by the end of the week, Machado and and or Harper, one of them is going to be signed? You got to believe it's coming, man. I mean, how long can they wait?
2: And for how much and i think they're trying to figure out that each camp right now is trying to figure out do we go short term here and play for 20 30 million dollars or do we really try to hold out do we go the levy on bell route and go you know what i'm worth 300 million 10 years i'll just sit here until you guys are ready to pay me so they're saying it, Harper it's is, that's
0: what he's looking for now in yeah. the uh the giancarlo 325 million range drew
2: yeah. And keep in mind too, no team has more money than the Washington Nationals owners. They own, they they are worth more than any other um, baseball franchise. They have more money than anything. They offered him ten years, three hundred million, and he said, "Now nah, I'll take my chances. Let me see what else he's got." Well, what you got is not ten years, three hundred million. Anyplace else?
0: Los Angeles Dodgers just uh, sitting this out and. Uh, Yankee fans getting frustrated, calling out the Steinbrenners for not spending money. Steinbrenner responds and uh, started crying about uh, how much it cost him for security and operations down at Yankee Stadium, which I'm sure people really want to hear him cry about, right? All right, morning after, Fantasy Sports Radio Networks.
3: Right now at O'Reilly Auto Parts, pick up 5 quarts of Castrol Edge Full Synthetic Motor Oil for $33.99 and get a $15 O'Reilly gift card by mail. Plus, you'll earn double O'Rewards points during O'Rewards Member Appreciation Month only at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. Limits apply. See store for details. O, O, O,
7: O'Reilly Auto Parts.
9: call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com Good
0: Morning After continues Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Networks talking about uh, Bryce Harper and whether he's going to sign with San Francisco what's the deal with Manny Machado uh, win totals have been uh, Win, win total's been out for a couple of weeks now, actually, uh, for Major League Baseball. But with signings like this, like Drew, it actually affects it. Yeah. I mean, you could roll the dice and say, all right, I'm going to bet on San Francisco's win total because I think maybe they're going to get them. I was saying earlier, maybe we roll the dice on the Chicago White Sox. That's a team I like. Because the White yeah. Sox already made some sign. Like, if you're Machado, you know, at least you have friends there. You got family yeah. there. They've, yeah. they've done everything possible uh, for you. but It's tough to pull the trigger on win totals because Machado and Harper are good enough that they can affect a win totals team. And it can also affect the win totals of the opposing teams in the same division as well.
1: Yeah, I sort of want to
0: wait this out right now.
1: Absolutely. And, And those teams like the White Sox are a team that I like to take a chance on because you've got a farm system that's ready to contribute. Right away, they've got all these young players that are ready to go, and that's that gives you optionality, the upside that the young players uh, coalesce a little bit earlier. We saw that with Atlanta last year, where they were a team that kind of took that next step forward. White Sox have one of those upper-level echelon uh, groups of prospects that are kind of coming. San Diego is another team like that that you can kind of take advantage of. Now, the White Sox also have the advantage of being in a bad division where there's not a lot of competition. Yeah, the exactly. You know, Detroit's going to be bad. Minnesota's trying to be a little bit better. Cleveland, even though they're in a contention mode, took a step back this year in terms of uh, players that they lost on their team. So I think the White Sox are the team that would stand out most to me. When I'm looking at futures, I'm always looking for a team that has young players that could ascend to make them a better team overall. And then in this case with the White Sox, you've also got the optionality of Manny Machado, that if they sign him, ultimately that win total would jump by three or four wins in terms of projection. All and right. that's why I like the uh, I like the Indians under
2: for that reason. What you just said, the Indians kind of coasted through, won 91 games, um, but this is a much more competitive division now. And I don't think they got any better in the off season. So when I look at their win total at 91, I'm going, uh, yep. I don't think uh, it's 90 and a half. I don't think they're winning nearly that many games
1: this year. And just lost Francisco Lindor for the first few weeks this year. Yeah, as well. I agree yep. with
0: I agree with both of you. Uh, now we'll go over some of the numbers after and. Sort of like stock, man. You want to buy, you want to go over on the teams that are really low, and you want to go under on some of these teams that are going to be overpriced a little bit as well. But let's bring Jim Day in right now. We're talking about the Alliance of American Football, and we bet on it. We went 4-2, and two, successful, successful start for us. And we got Drew Dickmeyer in studio, uh, Corey Parson on vacation, Joe Ranieri throwing it down in Florida. Jim Day steps up and in, because Jim, I know you guys had a draft, so... Where, what, what are you playing with this Alliance fantasy football stuff? What's what's going on, Jim? How you doing?
13: Hey, good morning, guys. Um, Yeah, it's kind of nuts. It, it's funny because the, the AAF was supposed to come out with their own app that was going to do fantasy football, and it was going to be the only place, except they didn't get the app out in time to, to be able to do that. So one guy decided he was going to make his own little site so he and his friends could do it. Words spread like crazy, and all of a sudden this guy had, like, thousands of leagues on his site because it was the only site doing AAF and it was going nuts so the site was a little slow at times things like that but the most interesting part of it was that nobody knows who the starters are going to be at any given moment in this league because you know they announce the starters one day the next day all of a sudden that guy's not starting anymore this guy's starting you know the the Top of the two top quarterbacks in the league ended up not starting this week after everybody promoted them as being, you know, the two best quarterbacks in the league. So it's been a kind of crazy weekend for it. But, you know, hey, yeah, it's football. It was kind of fun. I enjoyed it.
0: Well, that's it. And the quality of play will only get better. I imagine uh, me and Drew were talking about this. I don't know. Maybe after, look, the season's only, um, The season's only. what is it? It's 10 weeks, mm-hmm. right, the season? Ten weeks, Mm -hmm. right. So it's ten weeks. weeks. I don't know how much longer they could take, but I imagine DraftKings and FanDuel, Jim, and me and Drew were talking about this earlier. Drew, once they get a couple of weeks of data – I mean, how how many how many games would they need? I imagine only one or two, really. Yeah, right? like
1: two two or three games, they'd have enough data to be able to set prices. The big thing for the, for those sites is always going to be the live scoring. If they have the ability to to generate the live scoring in an, yeah. in in a normal manner that is consistent with their other leagues, then the customer experience is good. If they don't have the good live scoring, well, consistent live scoring, then the customer experience is bad. So that's the key for for the big sites with DraftKings and FanDuel.
13: They've opened up all their data for free usage so people can develop things. To oh, they use did, their huh? Live scoring Smart. for free. Yeah. So that should help in the long term. The other thing I, I want to let you guys know is that Fanball actually has DFS for the AAF already. They had it this past weekend.
0: Oh, they did? Huh? Good stuff. Good stuff. So where? Fanball, huh?
13: Yeah, Fanball had it already.
0: I never played over there before. What's that site like?
13: Uh, it's not bad. I use it for a lot of my fantasy drafts, but this past year they got into DFS and, and running a bunch of things like that. And, you know, it's not a bad site. comes up pretty easy, uh, you know, pretty well set up, and, and, you know, plays fairly easy. Um, You know, the numbers are pretty good. And right now seem to be on, you know, the better side as opposed to the other side. So it, it, it's not a bad place to play.
0: Yeah, and look, it's, you know, nobody's saying it's going to replace the National Football League. I think the Alliance would sort of like to become sort of the G League, so to speak, uh, of the NFL. Um, You know, there's a lot of guys like Trent Richardson's not going back to the NFL, right? But there's a lot of players that can play football that aren't in the NFL and aren't in the CFL for that matter, right? And the CFL is still a higher quality. It comes down to what you're going to pay the players. So, the the Alliance League players are getting uh, so it's a two hundred it's a three year deal you sign so you come in the league mm. you sign a three year contract in which they can cut you at any time of course Yeah. and um, you get two hundred and fifty thousand dollars spread out over three years so you know we're looking at about eighty five thousand also- uh, or so now you put in context like and the thing is the quarterback makes the same amount of money as the the field goal kicker. Like they all make the same amount of money in the Alliance League. No, like quarterbacks don't yeah. make more, running backs, and they get bonuses if your team wins. So they're pushing like the team collective in this. But I'm just saying for you guys, if you're wondering, the um, the Canadian Football League, like quarterbacks are making about seven hundred thousand there a year. Yeah. So you're gonna get a higher level, right? Yeah. It's just so it's still it was it was decent quality football. I enjoyed it, Jim. I mean, I love football. And like Drew said, man, I mean, I love college basketball, but there's only so many, like, Hofstra games you can watch. And some of the, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with having football on TV in the wintertime. No,
13: I'm with you guys, definitely. And, you know... Look, the one thing was obvious was for most teams, the defenses were far out in front of the offenses. Offenses just haven't had a chance to really get close together and really form bonds, but defenses really do. What I think we're going to end up seeing is a lot of the defensive players may get a shot to go back to the NFL. And that's the one good thing about their contracts, because built right into their contracts, they have a clause that if they get called to the NFL, they get out of their contract. They don't have to fight it.
0: Yeah, well, I don't know how many of them are going to be having that problem.
13: <laughs> I guess. All right, like I said, I think some of these defender players. No, there, do, there was a few dudes. Get a call back to the NFL.
0: Hey, that was, the, it, there was a great was hit. A good That, place. that people love. People love that. The quarterback's helmet popped off. And one it's thing too. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah. One thing that helps. One thing that helps the league too. And Joe is, um, is the announcing, right? Like the announcers were top. Cl- you had Spiro Dita is doing a yeah. game, right? So when you tune in it's voices you've heard familiar before. voices yeah, exactly. that do NFL, you're yeah. like, oh, this must be real. They have the same announcers, right? Like if you, you know, somebody's these leads can be pretty cheesy, yep. you know, with, with the announcing. Yep. You know, they had Mariucci, Marvin Lewis. Um, You know, they have very, very credible, credible people uh, doing the games. I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad. I really hope, though. I'm going to check out the Fanball next week for some DFS. And hopefully FanDuel and uh, DraftKings get this going, too, because it just helps build the popularity of the league.
13: Well, I think that's the only way the league is going to survive is through people getting involved in the gambling side of it and keeping it going that way. Otherwise, they're going to have a hard time. The You know, there's a few good things to really like about the league. I love the fact that you can hear the the review refs talking about what's actually happening in their mind as they go through it. That's a really nice thing. Um, but the, the one thing that I keep coming back to is there – it's really hard to find where the games are on TV. they They're not they don't have a really good TV schedule, an easy place to find out what network this game is on. Or that's that tricky. On. It's tricky. So you know, yeah, they need to do a better job of getting that information out there,
0: yeah. next week we'll we'll let people know throughout the week, but they're not on CBS anymore. Next week, they got a couple of games on the NFL Network, one on CBS Sports Network and uh, one on uh, Bleacher Report. Uh, Well, it doesn't matter what league it is, but Christian Hackenberg, 10-23 of for 63 yards. Fade. So you're telling me, Joe, he had an average of two yards per attempt, bro. (laughs) Uh,
2: We need more of him because every time he's playing, I'm fading, so we're winning. Yeah, yeah, and the unders. (laughs) I wonder how low they'll go with the unders
0: next week. We'll hit this on the other side. We'll get your phone calls and more. The morning after continues, Fantasy Sports Radio Network.
11: That's 800-470-7113.
20: Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, Call the Debt Helpline now.
11: 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's 800-957-6063. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to
9: utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7.
11: that's
0: 800-296-1252. Remember a couple of years ago, people had circled and highlighted the 2019 free agency uh, class as one of the the biggest ones ever, and in a class in which potentially we were going to get 500 million dollar contracts remember it was a long time ago when A-Rod got 250 million it was like oh my god that's a lot of money Stanton got 325 uh, million there were a lot of people that thought there were a lot of people that thought that 500 million dollars would have been realistic evidently they were wrong because 500 million dollars not realistic right now 450 that's not happening 400 nope 350 nope I think that Bryce Harper and Manny Machado right now are hanging on to the 300 million dollar range, and yet word on the street is Major League Baseball teams are offering a buck 75, 200. There was a rumor that the Yankees would go up to 220 to get Machado. Steinbrenner's getting defensive right now; um, that uh, he's being called cheap, and they don't want to spend money. We've talked about this before. The owner of the Houston Astros said the reason that these guys aren't getting signed is because of analytics. Well, you know what? That's just a lie. All right. Then if it's why did you sign Justin Verlander for 28 million dollars a year, 35 million dollars? You have to pay him in for his option after and the fact. We know what's going on here, and it's clearly collusion uh, right now. Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap, and me personally, I don't believe in salary caps. Salary caps are basically un-American and communist uh, by nature. All right. We live in a capitalistic society. If you can't afford to own a sports team, then don't own a sports team. And you know, for the most part. People that own sports teams, they have money. They just don't want to spend money on their sports team. You look at the Toronto Blue Jays. The Toronto Blue Jays are owned by Rogers. Now, I don't know if you realize what a big conglomerate Rogers is, but they're, I think they're like the seventh biggest company in the world, essentially. They literally have billions upon billions and billions of dollars uh, in assets. Do they have any interest in spending the money? God, no. The Minnesota Twins owner is the richest man in America, literally and figuratively. All right? He's like... You know, next to Bezos, of course, after after uh, King uh, Dick pick uh, or Pecker pick, I should say. All right. Um, hey, they said it on CNN, right? <laughs> they, said, they said it on uh, CNN. So, you know, the fact is Major League Baseball owners have the money. They just don't want to spend uh, the money. And we're going to have a problem with the collective bargaining agreement coming up. Now, back to the salary caps. Salary caps don't help. All right. You know, there was no salary cap in the NFL before the Detroit Lions sucked. There's a salary cap now in the NFL, the Detroit Lions suck. The Cleveland Browns have never been to a Super Bowl before. Pre, post, whatever, it doesn't matter, salary caps or not. It comes down to the administration, your scouting and everything else in between. Now, I'm not saying you got to give $300 million to every freaking player, but there's something wrong when you got players in their prime, like Machado and like Harper, that can't get a, you know, can't get signed right now. There's clearly collusion uh, going on. And if there's going to be no salary cap, then part of the deal is, if you're the owners, you don't get the hoard of the money. And that's exactly what's going on right now. This has nothing to do with analytics. This has everything to do with greed. Major League Baseball owners, get the hell off my lawn and pay the players.
2: Get off
16: my
0: lawn.
2: Yep, you know what they say, the one who dies with the most toys still dies, and there hasn't been a strike since 1994. But let's face it here, Drew, if revenues continue to rise and baseball players' salaries don't continue to adjust accordingly, we could be looking at another strike here relatively soon.
0: I think we can. I think we will. And uh, Drew wouldn't surprise me either also, Joe and Drew, if the NFL was also locked out. Could be at the same time. Which uh, just—it always comes back to the Alliance Football League. (laughs) The Alliance League just keeps winning, but honestly, at this rate, if I'm—if I'm the Major League Baseball Players Union, Drew, we got a serious problem now. You know, what's the point of these players earning their free agency if they're going to get screwed over when they get there?
1: Yeah, well, you have to restructure the entire payment structure of Major League Baseball. You know, if the owners are going to be disingenuous and say, hey, it's analytics are the reason that we're not able to uh, pay these players because we know we can get uh, a surplus on other contracts at lower levels in terms of players within their first year first six years that's a that's a disingenuous argument like okay if you're getting that surplus here and you're not allocating it to older veteran players then you've got to restructure the whole payment plan and that's fine if they if they want to more appropriately pay people for what they're worth in terms of the timeline of their production because free agency has always been about paying for past production instead of future production but here we have a case
0: in which it's almost both because you're getting past and
1: future production with both these guys they're in the midst of their careers they're in their primes and they should be able to earn these contracts and so it's very frustrating i'm sure for the players to be here and then you've got this weird thing where if you do adjust the the payment structures of the game when do you do you introduce it in a smoothing pattern how do you introduce it over time because someone's gonna get screwed over
0: here so i think the nba needs to change their
1: their pay structure too i think
0: everybody the average guy makes too much compared to the star player yeah yeah, yeah. they're they're you know
1: what i mean like if but that, J- but, th- but that's what the nba union's always wanted the nba union's wanted they they want to stars. they wanted everybody to be able to like take advantage and kind of make their way now the challenge is going forward the nba the head of the nba players unions have been stars of late yeah. So the question is, will the stars want to take a little bit more of the piece of their pie that they honestly deserve? I mean, I think the stars they are the ones it. that that put the butts in the seats. It's a dream yeah, and, and it's not like Major League Baseball hasn't
2: been making money here, guys. They made nine billion dollars yeah. last year. So the yeah. ba- you know players are going. It's not like you're losing money. You're making money, and yet now instead of our uh, pay increasing accordingly, it, you want us to make less money and
1: accept less. And that's there's going to be a problem here, without a doubt, in 2021. M- MLB has a lot of challenges ahead of their, their plate in terms of, you know, the, the pace of game and all those different things in terms of the actual mm-hmm. game, but on the financial side in general as well, because, you know, they're moving in a direction with the TV rights and the TV contracts where you might be going away from you know the the regional broadcast networks to more streaming services right yep, yep. and then the streaming services are owned by MLB as opposed to owned by the individual teams and so I know I'm a Cubs fan I know the Cubs have been talking about having this you know Cubs broadcast network they would they would eventually have and it would it would bring in all these revenues when their TV contract was up with WGN but now because of the streaming because of kind of the innovation of streaming and how popular it's become MLB owns those rights. The teams individually don't own those rights. So it's going to be, there's a whole like financial landscape that needs to change. A lot in of challenges MLB coming up from to, effort. to better equip. And, and the, the frustrating thing about all this stuff is ultimately owners and players are partners. They're partners in a game to be able to all make money. Yep. And so you should not be adversaries in these confrontation, uh, in these conversations. I understand that like it's business and you need well, that's to, that's
0: when I went back to the guy, the Houston Texans owner saying the inmates from yeah. the asylum. Yeah. They're not
1: your inmates. You're partners.
0: Exactly. When you have a collective, exactly. when you have revenue sharing and a salary cut, yeah. you are
1: partners. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that, that should be the focus on this. The focus should be trying to make a good deal that everybody's happy with. So you don't hit work stoppage issues. So you don't uh, dismantle the the uh, appreciation from the fans for the game. And you don't kind of take the game away from the fans. And when you're adversaries in these conversations, you do more harm than good long-term. And, like, there's there's paths here to make all of this work financially. It's just going to take a lot of time. But it requires both, te- both sides to view themselves as partners and not adversaries.
0: But one thing, Joe, you noticed, too. So we talked about it earlier. So the Boston Red Sox. Look, no major signings in the offseason. They won. We get it. They have a good team. But they actually put it out there. We're not open for business. Like, we're not. Don't even bother calling us. We don't have big money. We're not doing it. The L.A. Dodgers, okay? Dodgers average about 53,000 people a game, essentially. Like, yeah, every game is essentially a near sellout. They, same thing. They shed salary. Yet, all right, the Marlins don't want to spend any money. I don't know, Joe, Did I miss something? Did you get a letter from the Marlins uh, or the Rays or the Dodgers that said that they uh, they cut ticket prices this year in concession? No. Like I like not. how they're like, well, we can't pay the players yeah. as much, and we're gonna we're yeah. gonna kick back a little bit. But does that trickle down to the fan? No. That's could what I always you tell people. Imagined, like when people could you imagine
2: George Steinbrenner, could you imagine that if George was still alive and you get two guys like uh, like Machado and Bryce Harper who came out and said publicly, I want to be a Yankee? And could you imagine George Steiner being, oh, no, no, sorry. I can't make that happen. You want too much money. I mean, it would have, it, it would be ridiculous. They'd already be in the uniform and we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. I know. But it, this is not the league anymore. It's just not. But if I'm the Yankees, if I'm the Yankees, honestly,
0: I don't need either of these guys. And what do you think, Drew? If I'm the Yankees, yeah. I would spend the money on pitching. I yeah. would say, listen, we, we hit the most home runs in Major League Baseball. Scoring <laughs> runs is not a problem for our team we score runs i don't it's like a shiny toy you don't do it just for the sake of doing it if i'm the yankees i want to allocate my money so around the trade deadline whatever i can eat yeah. a big pitching contract like if i you know, all these yankee fans bitch you don't need these guys
1: the Machado is the guy that would make sense for the Yankees because from a defensive perspective, Miguel Andujar really struggled last year. And so, and they obviously will be without Didi Gregorius most of the season as
0: yeah, well. Yeah, that's a good so point. So
1: they have mm. a big void to fill defensively in terms of the left side of the infield. And that's where Machado would make a lot of sense. Harper would be fitting a, a square peg into a round hole and doesn't make a lot of sense. But obviously, if you had to choose for the Yankees to allocate resources, you would want to choose to allocate towards pitching as opposed to hitting right now, given the structures of their teams. But the Yankees have also kind of figured this out with the bullpen, whereas we're just going have yep. this incredible bullpen, and it gets to that kind of bullpenning, you know, opener kind of strategy that we're all going down the path of in Major League Baseball. That's so difficult for guys like me to try to project going forward when you've got instead. Well, it of, makes
0: your life difficult, right? Because there's like six, seven pitchers going to pitch a di- game. It's
1: very different when you know, mm. two, as a, two years ago, when you were projecting baseball games, you had on average somewhere around you know four, four pitchers used per per game. Now you're getting up near seven or eight. And it's just very different because there's also an effect where when the hitters have seen a pitcher for multiple times, they get more successful. So overall, this is the correct optimal strategy for the so game. So this is a smart move to win games and for financial purposes. Is, exactly. But if you're the PA, it's not you're, kidding, you're killing starting pitching. But, and it's also not great for the fans because the game is slow. Yeah. And there's less scoring. And so it's this weird juxtaposition with Major League Baseball, where teams are optimizing the correct way, they're playing the game the right way, but it's not as entertaining for the fans. It's a good bases. point. So you say analytics is so almost you, sucking. So what do you so what do you do with that? Like as a, as a as a as a well, sport. Well, I don't know. They want the games to go, go? quicker,
0: then they're talking about making a DH in both leagues, Joe. How the hell is that going to make the game quicker? <laughs> you know what I mean? The, like, they, or they lower the mound. They lower the mound. How's guys? that going to make the game quicker? That just leads to more hits.
2: The numbers are staggering. 54% of the league's revenues went to players' salary last year. Guys, that is the lowest it's ever been. Wow, 54, huh? Like I said, you heard uh, Steinberg's crying about operating
0: costs. Not just salaries. Morning after continues.
8: Love is in the air. It's that time of the year to show appreciation for the one you call Mia Moore. If you want to show your soulmate how much you care, you're going to need to open your heart and open your wallet. The Fantasy Sports Network always gives unconditional love to the fantasy sports and wagering world. And we're here to give you our undivided affection for money to help you win fantasy leagues, DFS tournaments, and make the right wagers at the sports books. It's the FNTSY way that can help you win cash to help better the lives of yourself and the loved ones around you. Our undivided attention to you can be heard in so many ways, from listening on iHeart and TuneIn Radio to downloading our podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, and Spotify. And you can always watch select programming in the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube channel. Don't feel alone during this time of the season where love and care reign. Let your love life and your love for fantasy sports and wagering get hit with the arrows of Cupid that is the Fantasy Sports Network.
21: Are you, or someone you love,
10: their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract. They've helped thousands of people, and they're A-plus traded with a BBB. So if you feel scammed, get mad, and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now, guaranteed.
11: Call N-O-W. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. 800-804-7060. That's 800-804-7060.
2: Yeah, no, there's supposed to be a live read here somewhere. Oh, yeah, here it is. Data Golf! That's what we're talking about. That's right, the DailyRoto.com partnership with Data Golf is back for 2019. And it's got the all new premium fantasy golf and betting tools with it. So you can check out the all new lineup optimizer with custom settings and advanced grouping, customizable projections, not only for FanDuel, but for DraftKings, ownership projections, PGA finish probabilities, and the simulator, outright and top 20 market betting tools. You got the head-to-head and three-ball betting tools, plus the PGA Pro Tip, subscriber chat, and so much more. Just head over to DailyRoto.com, click on Go Premium, choose golf. Enter the promo code GOLF19, get yourself a 10% discount. That's DailyRoto.com. Click on premium, click on golf, enter the promo code GOLF19, and get that 10% discount.
0: And speaking of golf, uh, Phil Mickelson uh, has got, what, a three-shot lead uh, coming into uh, today. Didn't see this one coming here. Uh, Joe, Phil Mickelson crushing it this weekend like this. You never know an old lefty, though, do you? I mean, the guy can play still. I bet on him against Tiger Woods in that showdown. I didn't watch it, but I bet on it just because he was, like, plus 175. And, hey, good odds when you're going head-to-head against somebody in a golf matchup. But I didn't expect Phil to light it up like this this weekend there.
2: I had him, uh, you know, I had looked at him early on uh, for the future uh, because I usually bet four or five guys on a Thursday just to keep it interesting come Sunday. And he he was just, he was, it's his fifth time winning. So the number was like, you know what, listen, if Phil wins, he wins, bless him. But it just wasn't worth uh, going with the chalk in it to me. All right. uh, So
0: we're talking a little baseball. We got Dick Meyer in, Corey Parson on vacation. We'll get to the phone lines. Of course, we had our main man, Bob. Uh, is Bob on hold right now? I know he was before.
5: Bob is always there for you, Gabe.
0: Bobby! In Vermont. Hey,
21: Gabe. How Hello, Bob. Doing?
0: How you doing, Bob? Hey, uh, Dad.
21: I don't never talk to the young guy. What young guy? I
2: don't see any young guys you in here. Joe, Hi, Joe. We're all young.
21: How you doing, Joe? <laughs> I, I,
2: I, I, sorry, Joe. Is he talking Joe, about you? How you doing? <laughs> Oh, I'm doing good, Bob. Pleasure no, to hear no. you again, man. Now, hey, you about Drew Dickmeyer.
21: Drew's kind of young looking. I thought he was like a teenager or something. <laughs>
0: <A> teenager. <laughs> no, he's not a he teenager. looks
21: kind of young, doesn't
0: he? I appreciate that. Yeah, I guess. Like, it well, yeah, it's yeah. better to be called but younger
1: than look older looking. He has a
21: smile, too. He is smiling.
1: Thank you. Thank Thanks, you. Uh,
21: uh, game. What happens if the baseball and football screw up again and they go on uh, strike?
0: It means you know, uh, uh, means hockey in this? means the hockey fans, ratings are gonna go through the roof. the fans
21: are gonna be all screwed up. Yeah, the fans are gonna be all screwed up. Well, you know, who wants to go back to that?
0: You know. Well, yeah, there's others always money. Sports.
21: People are starving in the world, and they don't make enough money. Give me a break.
0: Yeah, I know, you know? I know. But the thing yeah, is, like, agree. they're not arguing about. They're not gonna argue about how. You know, it's how they split the money yeah, up, or they get greedy. Football is another story. Like the football players, the
21: uh, the owners. I mean,
0: the football owners, they're very, they're very slick, and the players aren't very smart. Yeah. In which, like the luxury boxes, the players don't get anything on the parking. There's a lot of stuff in revenue that they don't get. Like the that they don't get a cut of. That and I tell you, you think Jerry Jones wants to give it away to these guys? NFL owners think they they own the league, right? Baseball is a little bit more of a partnership. Yeah. I think football is going to get pretty ugly, actually. They might not be NFL football for a year.
21: I hope not.
0: Well, you'll still have us, Bob. Life will so. go on. We'll have the yeah, Alliance but Football League. I like League.
21: the new football. That was good. The new football is good. I do like them. But uh, they didn't even call that penalty on the quarterback. He should have got late hit. That should have been
13: a late hit. That was a good hit. Definitely.
0: I got smoked. It was good. It's nice, nice number ten. No,
21: it was a late hit. The guy already threw the ball away already.
0: Nah, nah, they
21: don't.
0: No? this isn't the NFL. This isn't. Right, here we go. Look, that's that's a clean hit.
21: Oh, so why did they only rush five? Well, I don't understand that
0: like, that's, that's, that's football. That's that's a clean hit. That's clean football. League. And they don't want the reputation of the new league of being soft. People already think the NFL is kind of soft, right? Like people are mad because Richardson yeah. got a penalty for spiking the ball into the end zone. They're like, come on, man, it's the Alliance League.
21: Oh, right, yes. <laughs> but I Alliance. think he should come back. I think somebody should sign
0: him. He's good. Nah, nah, he's done, Bob. He but can't play.
21: The, the Jets had him.
0: He can't play. The
21: Jets had him.
0: He can't play in the NFL. And
21: he's a good running back.
0: Yeah, for the Birmingham he uh, the Iron. He another guy on the... No, the that's the perfect. That's, why, Giants, this, that's why this league... They had him in the football. That's why this league exists, Bob, for guys that can't play in other leagues. It's perfect. It's, it's, it's a good league for Richardson. He's not playing in the NFL.
21: Oh, yeah. Okay, what well, about the guy from the Giants? He was a quarterback. He was throwing pretty good. Then he got hurt in the near the end of the game.
0: Which guy from the Giants? You know? No, I don't know. Oh,
21: he, his name sounds like my name, my last name, but I can't remember it.
0: I don't know your last name. He, he was a... Vermont? <laughs> like vermont like we say, joe he asked his last name i don't know Do you know bob's funny, last name it's funny,
21: it's
0: don't give your last name up. either bob a lot of stuccoes yeah. out here
21: <laughs> yeah. i know well last name vermont <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah all
2: right hey bob.
21: how's florida doing down there joe
2: uh it's uh it's hot nice and warm yeah, down there, right, joe? it is warm bob what? it is not like vermont
21: well what you do you like the cold or the hot weather
2: no, I'll take the hot any day. I'm I'm actually wearing a thong right now, Bob. You and can't see it. Right it. Oh, yes. Not a lot of people <laughs> take the cold. A
21: with a seat jacket on. <laughs>
2: what are you
0: wearing, Bob? That's
21: pretty good, Joe. Yo. You're a funny guy, Joe. <laughs> hey,
0: Thanks, Bob. Uh, what are you wearing, Bob? Are you in your pajamas, Bob? What are you wearing?
21: No, I got a shirt
0: on
1: and my sweatpants. Yeah, sweatpants a
21: sweatpants. Hey, Drew, where are you from
1: originally? New York? No, I'm from Florida. So I was just I was just in the warm weather, and now now I'm up here in the cold, trying to trying to find my path. Yeah, you
21: don't like it, right? No, it's you know. Where I,
1: were you? Oh, were in my... Miami in the Miami area? Yeah, so I'm in I'm in South uh, South Florida in Fort Lauderdale, and I love it down there. And where are you, Joe? There. Are you closer I've, to Miami or Tampa? I'm in I'm in Miami, so yeah, so
2: oh, you we got to... Come on, Drew. Next yeah, time we'll, you come, when are you coming back down? Come we'll get, on, man. We'll get together. I'll be. I'll yeah, be you're down gonna, there. we're
0: gonna squeeze two heads in that shot with you, Joe, down there.
2: <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you what we're gonna do too, Gabe. You come down because you've never been to spring training, so let's get yeah, Gabe yeah. down here too. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'd
0: like. I'd like that actually. I like. Uh, you know what? The weather's been pretty good on the East Coast, though. No complaints. So it's no, not that bad here. Polar Jim. vortex. Well, that was all right in the Midwest. <laughs> we didn't really get that. It yeah. got cold for like a day or two here, yeah, yeah, but it, it really. I got. Uh, I got no complaints. About the weather. All right, Bob. So, stay warm in Vermont, Bob.
21: Hey, Gabe. I'm coming down to the, in the spring to see you guys. I bring the peace. I promise.
0: All right. Uh, well, okay. we heard this before, Bob. Like, you know, it's, are you sure? I
21: know, but that was, I had promised back then, but the spring is better to come down.
0: All right. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah you, why don't you come? You can go to a Yankee game and stuff, Bob. You know, if you're going to come all the way here, you might as yeah, well make it. Yeah,
21: meet you and my brother. You want to meet, you could meet my brother, too. He's awesome, oh, there's, too. There's yeah. two
0: Vermonts. Yeah, 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 Is your brother in Vermont too? Yeah, two for two. Is he in Vermont too? Yeah,
21: his name is Michael,
0: though. Yeah, Mike from Mike. Vermont. Mike. <laughs> Mike Vermont. Yeah. yeah
21: Mike.
0: <laughs> so maybe your yeah, brother's name was awesome. Daryl and I Daryl, like uh, like uh, Bob Newhart. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, on, uh, yeah, the Bob Newhart
21: show. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. That's a good one. I like that. I remember
0: Boy. that one. All right, Bob. So Have a good day.
21: I love you. I call you every day because you you rock this network. Hey people in the chat, please uh put thumbs up for Gabe. He's awesome what he does, and so is Joe.
0: Yes. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. Thank uh, you, Bob. Your phone's crackling a little bit here, Bob.
2: Thank you, Bob.
0: Bob in Vermont. I like I like what you said. Joe he goes, Yeah, it's the same we don't know his last name, number one.
2: <laughs> Vermont I like what you man. said, what? Your last what? Vermont? <laughs> You know, to his point, Bob though, yeah, Bob and he, Mike Vermont, he actually, among all of that event, he did have actually a quality point that if baseball is heading towards a strike, it almost, you know, this is not 1994. I don't think the public or the fan might be nearly as forgiving as they were because we don't have a Cal Ripken Jr. Or a... You know, we don't have that waiting in the wings to save baseball again if it yeah, goes like you said, away. Not a lot of people will care. You're saying it'll
0: be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> you know
2: what I mean? I, who cares? I mean, they you know, okay, great. Next. Especially like if you're in one of these markets that never wins, too. Yeah. Right? You're like, oh, oh whatever. I can it's a good. Obviously in Tampa, they're not going to yep. miss baseball. They're not going to miss baseball. So
0: that's a good point. They're going to have to. Um, they're going to have to be conscious of that. Now, mm. the the big thing with baseball is too is they keep wanting, you know, they don't really know. We're going to change this, we're going to change that. People that like baseball, like, is there anything wrong with the sport of baseball when you watch a game you're like, I don't have a problem with the length. I don't have a problem with anything. And I think they, the more they tweak things, they just sort of alienate. They alienate longtime baseball fans more than anything. And it
1: doesn't bring new kids in. Yeah, that's the ch- the challenge is. And they have is, the World Series on at 1 in the morning, and then yeah, they're surprised
0: yeah. that future generations don't watch baseball,
1: right? That's the challenge. So what I would say is I don't have any issues with the way baseball is because I play fantasy baseball. If I didn't play fantasy baseball and I was just trying to watch my home team, those games are long and they're slow.
0: Well, that's why. And so and sorry, you know what, Joe and Drew, the games in an hour type thing or in half an hour, yeah. you, you know that? Yep. Like, I don't know if every every mm-hmm. team pretty yep. much has it. I know the Toronto Blue Jays, they have higher ratings for Jays in an hour than they do the game. I'm sure. Like, it gets high. Like, we're talking like a couple of million people watch the
1: The condensed game in an hour. The sport itself is fine. There's just too many intermissions in the sport because of pitching changes and different things like that. And so, as a fantasy baseball player, I can just switch around games and I can just move from game to game and like my guys coming up and that's great. And so it doesn't really impact me. But when the playoffs roll around, and I love playoff baseball because you know you it's it's sort of similar to playoff hockey in terms of you know generally lower scoring the intensity levels are are really high. But the challenge is is that the games take forever. Those World Series games, you know, we're going I mean the extra extra game was going way deep into the night. And, you know, for, for East coasters, for kids, for next generation, you can't connect with a fan base to that. And so I know they're trying to appease West coasters and different things like that, but like having some day baseball during the, World. and a Series. real fact is guys,
0: Joe, I know you're in Florida, so I, you know, you can attest to this, but less and less kids are playing baseball in North America. Yeah.
16: Mm-hmm.
0: Participation is an all time low and. The demographic of baseball has never been more Hispanic, right? In Central American or South American, et cetera. Yep.
16: Mm-hmm. yep. yep.
0: There's just there's more kids right now fielding fielding ground balls at camps as nine year olds in Venezuela than they are in Pennsylvania. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying yep. that every state, I know Texas is still kind of a high school baseball. You know what place where baseball does well actually is Nevada. Very, very thriving high school baseball See, Look, Bryce Harper's from Nevada. Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's from Nevada. Mm-hmm. Um, who else is another, um, it's from Las Vegas. Um, anyways, they're, like they're, the high school baseball is pretty good there but for the most part. Yeah. I think baseball sort of has a problem coming down the road. You can't, you know, I don't see how they don't do. Well, there's a, a, lot,
1: there's a lot of things that they need to fix.
0: Mike Trout's their yeah. best player and nobody knows who the hell he is.
2: Yeah.
1: That's a shame too. I mean, he's no, not, if Mike Trout got ran over on I-95 in
2: Miami, nobody would even, well, no. nobody'd stop, but nobody would have any idea who he is. And he that's had the same Q role.
0: rating, Joe, as Kenneth Farid did. Yeah, it that's the problem. That that it's crazy.
1: Yeah, that's insane.
0: Like they did so Q rating guys, pretty much just like common person. It's not like so Cobb they asked, caught a person point blank. Have you heard of this person before? What does he do? And so it's a Q rating, right? Justin Bieber, Q you know what I mean? Donald Trump, whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like so it's just your popularity of do people know who you are? Does the average Joe six pack know who you are? And Mike Trout finished like uh, 52nd out of yeah. all the sports names.
2: Yeah.
0: Derek Jeter was the baseball highest baseball problem. player.
5: Yeah. that's and,
2: baseball's problem. If you yeah. go to if you strike, it's not like you have the NBA star power, my friend. Nope. Like as many people go, knew
0: who Kenneth Freed was, which I don't understand how. Yeah. People like yeah, R- Kenneth it was Kenneth
2: Fareed and Mike Trout, 52, 53. Yeah. What's the last product you've seen a baseball player endorse? Uh, yeah. Yeah. NBA has got it $9 million. So does the NFL. Good point. But Baseball's got no endorsement. Their stars don't endorse anything.
0: Good point. Yep. Thinking uh, the guy in the Angels with uh, C.J. Wilson with the shampoo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Remember that one? I was about to... Yeah. <laughs> Morning After continues. Fantasy Sports, radio, television networks.
11: 800 485 6003. 800 485 6003. Call right now. That number is
0: 800 485
11: 6003.
0: One thing I didn't see on Saturday night, while well, to talk about the Alliance football, I went to see the New York Knicks Toronto Raptor game in Madison Square Garden. Was uh, And I lost money on this. I actually bet I took Virginia. And I was buying into Virginia, potentially winning the national championship this year. You know, they got bounced in the first round last year, so nobody's going to want to take them. Uh, but impressive win for Duke uh, going in here. And I see I see the Zion Williamson uh, uh, block attempt in which uh, basically took off like Carl Lewis and uh, did a long jump and block, blocked the shot. I'm starting to buy into this kid more and more only because... He gets better as the year goes on. You know what I mean? Like, he's showing... He shows a competitive... That's competitive. That's a competitive, you know, streak in him that can't be taught. Like, he can say, you know what? Oh, I'm going to be the number one pick. I'm dunking all the time on everybody. I don't need to run and jump out. You know, block that shot. It shows that he has it in him. I don't know how you felt, Drew, how he's going to translate into the NBA. It's
1: tough because we don't really ever see him shoot, right? He yeah. He doesn't have to shoot, but... Ben Simmons doesn't shoot either. Right. That, so that's the thing. I think people have gotten too caught up on what the prototype of a NBA star looks like these days. And it doesn't always have to be a guy who shoots. We've seen Giannis Antetokounmpo, who doesn't really have much of a jump shot, dominate the league by just getting into the paint and dunking all over mm-hmm. everyone. Zion Williamson's doing that at the college level now in a more efficient way than any other college player ever has historically. And if you look at like his synergy stats, the advanced stats that grade out how you do in pick and roll situations, how you do on dribble handoffs and all these things, he's excellent above above average in every single category. Uh, He facilitates. He's a good initiator in terms of running the offense. He is Giannis Antetokounmpo reincarnated it's just a different body type so we're not making the same uh, assumptions about him but he's the same type of player and when you get him in the nba surrounded by shooters like duke doesn't really have a lot of shooters so surrounded by shooters with more space to actually operate he's gonna be incredible what do you and think Gabe, Joe? that was
2: a per- that was a perfect example of You know, from a betting perspective where you you are on the right side because Duke, if that game is played 10 times, is not shooting 63% from three-point range against Virginia. Virginia probably wins that game, you know, at least seven or eight or nine times out of 10 there. They're that good. You are on the right side. You just... How can you sit there and take an account that Duke, who's shooting 30% all year from three, shoots 63% from three? Come on.
0: Virginia's coach Tony Bennett says after the game, there's only two people in the world that can make that play, and they were both in the gym, alluding to LeBron James.
13: (laughs) And another in Washington Thursday for former Congressman John Dingell, who died a few days ago at 92. And for USA Radio News,
12: I'm Chris Barnes.
4: The morning after. I finally snapped. I
0: love it. Uh, the morning after. I'm going to smash your face in. It us get weird, buddy. <laughs> All right, level three. The morning after. Fantasy Sports Radio and Television Networks. iHeart Radio Sports Byline. Our Television Networks affiliates and everyone else in between. We appreciate you joining us. I am Gabriel Morenci. Joe Ranieri's holding it down with us. Corey Parson on vacation. Drew Dinkmeyer in studio and it would be remiss of us not to pick Drew's brain a little bit and talk DFS as far as tonight's NBA card is concerned before we're done and we'll do just that. We got Major League Baseball regular season win totals and I don't think it's too early to start talking about them. Normally we would have already hammered these uh, but Pitchers and Catchers reporting this week as we mentioned earlier we're sort of waiting for Machado and for Harper uh, to sign and then the domino effects and then we can sort of you know look at uh, the season win totals but One thing, Joe, I like the season win total bet in baseball. I enjoy it. It's a good way to not bet every night on the games and and have a vested interest in a team. But, man, the book is holding on to your money for a long time, Joe.
2: Well, that's the, that's the biggest problem with futures, isn't it? Is that as betters, at least, especially those that are just starting out in it, man, they need to know that, okay, here I played it. Oh, I won. Great. Where's my money or I lost. Okay, we'll do it again. It's that, uh, it's that having to wait concept that is a little foreign to, uh, especially to the newer sports betters.
0: They're getting even money drew for a bet that you
1: need to wait six months to get paid. Is not the most enticing? No, you have to have a big edge. If you're, if you're going to bet the season win totals. there's a, there, there's opportunities that occasionally come out. We talked about before, you know, trying to take advantage of teams that have those lower totals that might have rising farm systems that have supplements coming through the season might be in weaker divisions on the but whole. Baltimore
0: Orioles. On. Win total is, uh, was 59 and a half. They, they got, won
1: 47 games last year. Only they got no one coming. Is there too. a 13 game improvement? Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I mean, natural regression. Well, I mean, it's hard to, only win you know 50 60 games in mlb year after year but they don't have one of those top tier farm systems that's funneling a lot of names through and they're in one of those divisions yeah that killer there's just not wins coming i mean you know no. the the rays are always good uh the red the red sox and yankees are obviously always good yeah. The jays uh have a talented team tough to get wins there
0: blue jays will be an interesting team uh guys Vladimir guerrero jr under Look, under. Yeah, it looks like he could be making his day. Yep. You're saying under for the Jays, Joe? Yeah, 76 and a half. Go under. Man, last year the the win total, uh, Joe, for the for the Jays was 81 and a half. I know the team well. Oh, man, that was free money. Um, <laughs> all right, we're gonna we're gonna run through the gauntlet. We'll run through some of the numbers of the Major League Baseball teams' season win total. See if Drew or Joe have any early leans. We'll talk NBA DFS and more.
6: higher. Indeed, the world's number one job site, Sorca Tom score total visits.
17: Hi, I'm Keith Urban. I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But They need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help.
0: morning after good morning cupcakes fantasy sports radio network television network iHeartRadio. radio is getting an optimizer going for tonight's nba action um james harden is listed as questionable tonight dallas and houston d'antoni is uh uh saying that he expects uh, james harden to play tonight so for you betters and dfs players out there we've got the uh, charlotte hornets at the pacers tonight Pacers are five-and-a-half-point favorites. Total is 214-and-a-half. New York Knicks at Cleveland. It's not normal that the New York Knicks, like, next to their name, Joe, and the point spread, that you don't see double digits. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like I'm looking at plus one-and-a-half. I'm like, they must mean 11-and-a-half. But, yeah. no, no, it's at Cleveland. Ooh, I don't know. Tank off. What do you think of that one, Drew? It's
1: a it's a, ah, I mean, it's a it's Tank-off tank off. is great. Yeah, it's <laughs> tank-off. It's, uh? it's two teams that are uh, are trying to lose games right now, which makes it very difficult to project, makes it very difficult from a sports betting standpoint.
0: Fisdale does a pretty well. good job of, like, the Knicks sort of being competitive in games yeah. and then magically losing in the last four yeah. or five minutes. He's done a pretty good job of
1: it, actually. Yeah, they figured it I'll, out. Subtle I'll
2: times. give you this. The over is 6-2 in the Cavs' last eight home games when they're playing a team that's got a record of below 400. So you look at track meet here tonight. 211 is the over-under. so Down to 209 and a half now. Is it down to 209? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Could that could be a play there. You know,
0: one team that's actually been playing to the over quite a bit, guys, has been Washington.
18: Yeah.
0: Uh, higher scoring games. Washington's at Detroit. Detroit Pistons are five-point favorites. Total's 222 and a half there. So, so far. All right. High total in Toronto. Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets at the Toronto Raptors. Total 227 there. Drew, I ask you. With the return, um, they're, they're an interesting fantasy team. Damari yeah. Carroll is playing pretty well. There's not that massive upside, but he'll give you he'll give you production. DeAngelo Russell was was on an offensive tear for a while, but now Caris LeVert is back yeah. as well. How do you look at this when monitoring the minutes and the rotation moving forward? So
1: anytime you have a big-name player that's going to play a lot of minutes and take a lot of usage, kind of come back to a team that's been away for a long time, that's usually a team that you just want to put on hold for for a week or two because basically all their players are inflated in terms of their salaries. Like D'Angelo Russell's priced up because he's been playing – last month or so without uh Carousel Vert and without Spencer Dinwiddie. Seventy
0: eight hundred dollars to so so
1: now you're starting to get to price levels that when you account for the return of Karis Vert might be a little too pricey. So Brooklyn is probably a team that would be on hold for me for a little bit especially when Toronto's got a you know pretty good defensive team I know there's a high total there because those two teams can kind of get into a track meet um, but that's a game that I would probably actually be a little bit cautious of Uh, Toronto's had the same challenges all year long where Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry have been in and out of the lineup and it sort of inflated everybody else's price tag and now you're adding Marc Gasol into the mix and so there's a little bit of a learning curve time to like adjust everybody so that's a game that has a really high total but that's a game for me that I would not be playing plays individually from most likely I would be playing either a game stack of that game where I have three or four players from that game together or not playing the game at all, just because the price tags aren't great.
0: And one thing I've realized that I'm a Raptor fan drew is the Raptors do play down a level of competition. They do. We saw it with the Knicks the other night. I've seen it time and time again, where they'll just do enough to win. Yeah. They'll do enough to win. They're not fully, fully interested. Uh, in the games. And another thing, the Raptors, Joe. So here's a big total of two twenty seven. And I saw you on Twitter on Saturday. You had mm-hmm. the under. Good call. The Knicks and the Raptors game. And as I mentioned, if the Raptors are sort of disinterested and they go through, through the motions in these games, like the double digit favorites, they tend to stay under the number. And I'm looking here at the Raptors. One, two, three, four, five. Um, five straight unders for the Charter Raptors. Yeah, and they keep and on these was... big numbers all the time. Look, look, two fifteen against the Knicks, one hundred four ninety nine. Yep. The Atlanta game was two thirty two and a half. They only got to two twenty. The Philadelphia mm-hmm. game was two thirty. They got to two twenty six. There's some high numbered like the Raptors are getting total Joe, like they're the Houston Rockets, and even the Rockets don't score that much anymore.
2: Yeah, which is kind of why I was on the under there, because over the last two weeks, uh, it's been nothing but unders from Toronto. And you look at this, the spread tonight to me, 10 and a half is, is absurd. Yes, they're 22 and five at home, but they're only 13 and 14 against the number. And I did this yesterday and I was saying this earlier. I like home teams that are getting points, but I also like away teams that are getting double digits for no apparent reason. And Brooklyn might have a hard time winning this game, but they should have no problem like the Miami Heat did last night getting 14. They should be able to carry this number at 10 and a half. So I'd look at the spread all day and take Brooklyn.
0: I saw Brooklyn and, and uh, the Raptors play earlier this year um, in person to Brooklyn. And um, Brooklyn won the game. Uh, Brooklyn won that game, of course, 116-105. Toronto beat them 122-105, the last time out as double-digit favorites. But I'll tell you, the Brooklyn Nets have been a live dog this year, too, guys. Mm -hmm. I think they hang around, too. Raptors getting back from New York, All-Star Week. Come on, how cold and snowy in Toronto? How excited can they be,
2: right? (laughs) Saturday night, they play the Knicks. on the road. They're pretty good on the road against the number. Yeah, exactly,
0: exactly. You know, they get home, all right, and then they're already thinking, oh, it's All-Star Week, and... You know, at ten and a half, I'm leaning. I'm leaning with the uh, the Nets here uh, in yep. this spot as well. Total two twenty seven and a half. Dallas and Houston drew. I mentioned mm-hmm. it. Uh, Harden, Harden's uh, banged up, but yep. expected to play tonight. Uh, their total is two twenty one and a half. Clippers, Clippers are at Minnesota. The total is two thirty in that mm-hmm. one. Carl Anthony Towns just sort of a, a fantasy monster all the time. They're playing four and a half there. Uh, Bucks and Bulls. Milwaukee are 12-point road favorites at Chicago. Totals 227 there. Portland and Oklahoma City, it's a fun game tonight. Um, I see that Oklahoma City are 6.5-point favorites on their home court. Totals 231. And finally, in closing, Miami at Denver. Total 213.5. Drew, I know it's still early in the day. You haven't dug in yet, but what are your early thoughts on the Monday card from a DFS perspective? So
1: the first game that really jumps out to me is that Minnesota Clippers game. Uh, You mentioned Mm. the total over 230 there, but also, you know, a team in the Clippers that just lost Tobias Harris. So a lot of usage to fill. And while some of the players' uh, salaries had increased because they have been playing without Danilo Gall- Gallinari, specifically like Patrick Beverly, Shy Gilgis-Alexander, those guys that had seen price increases, um, Gallinari himself is not expensive. And now he's going to have to fill some of that usage void from Tobias Harris. You've also got Zubots coming over from the Lakers in that trade uh, as a relatively cheap play that... We don't know how you know how much playing time he'll be able to absorb over Montrez Harrell. It'll be interesting. Why
0: did the Lakers him. trade this guy when they're no always idea. like when?
1: No idea. You want young players that don't make any money. No idea. I watch him play,
0: Jerry. He looked pretty good to me.
1: Yeah, he's a talented big. He's he's got a good offensive game. Like it's he's he's a big that's from a different era in the sense that he's like a low post kind of back to the basket guy. He struggles a little bit a little bit lateral movement in pick and roll, and so that's where he's got some weaknesses defensively. See? He protects the rim fine though, and he's super young that trade was the one on the deadline that made absolutely no sense to me whatsoever because he was also one of the guys you would think would be a potential asset to include in a Anthony Davis trade down the road. And all it really did for the Lakers was open up a roster spot. I don't understand them, which, you know, brings over Carmelo if they want, I guess for, for LeBron just to kind of get his buddy one last run, but But even Julius Randle's a really good player, Joe. And you know, they get rid of him. It's like,
0: we all know LeBron doesn't want to play with anybody that's under 35, evidently. Right. (laughs) Like that—that's what it comes down to. I mean, they just—they clear the deck all the time. He was willing to clear the deck, so someone didn't get to. So Magic is sort of bitching that the Pelicans negotiated in bad faith, which I guess he basically just expected the Pelicans to surrender. And whether it was the best yeah. deal or not, just take it. And I think the Pelicans did the right thing, Joe. Um, you know, Kuzma's okay. They—you know—if they didn't you know if they did not want that package, they don't want that package. And. There's going to be other packages that, you know, if the Lakers want them that bad again, they can make another offer in the summertime. That,
1: that same package will be available in the summer. Yeah. Yes. So exactly. there's no, there's no, absolutely no reason for the Pelicans. And maybe to a Jason Tatum deal. package. Right, be that's available. the thing. And you have Boston who would come into the mix in the summer because Boston can't make the same deal they can make now in the summer, because in the summer they'll have Kyrie like off the books, but able to sign with bird rights. They couldn't do that deal now and kind of make yeah. it all work. And then on top of that, you'll know where Zion Williamson's going. You'll know who has the number one pick. And so trading for a potential pick in this draft—great call—is yeah. is not is not useful right now unless you know where the pick is. And because it's really, in my opinion, it's mostly a one-player draft. Not to say that there's not going to be good NBA players from this upcoming there's draft. There's only a few but at the there's, top. There's period. only one guy that's going to be a, a game changer in terms of a generational type talent. And that's Zion. And Williamson. you're
0: starting. You believe he is. So he is
1: a LeBron James, I a do. Kevin Durant type of superstar. I do. And he he doesn't look like. You know, the, the I was Monday, up in the air, the, Joe.
0: I'm starting to buy in that, you know, is he is he a franchise changer, Joe? I didn't know before, but a lot of basketball people are saying he is.
2: Well, you know, here's the here's the problem with all of this. Even the the, the load that the Lakers were, were given the Pelicans. Are we all sure that that whole crew in three or four years, like Victor Oladipo was a bust a couple of years ago, yeah. now he's a, a superstar. Are we convinced that none of those guys? are actually going to be franchise players because in this league we've seen it you know the young guys it takes them three four five years to develop before we really know who the hell knows Joe Ranieri kicking it
20: Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-957-6063.
11: 800-957-6063. 800-957-6063. That's
19: 800-957-6063. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. Pick up your phone and call right now.
11: 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517.
0: Morning After Continuous Fantasy Sports. Radio and television networks. Drew Dinkmeyer in studio. Corey Parson on vacation. Joe Joe Ranieri holding it down in Florida with us, doing a great job. Trying to uh, line you guys up with some winners uh, tonight. Some DFS uh, early DFS thoughts. Uh, Dick is going to be in studio uh, throughout the uh, afternoon uh, with a bunch of a uh, bunch of the crew uh, here on the uh, on the program. Here's something interesting actually. I'm saying courtesy of our friend uh, over at uh, Playbook, Mark Lawrence. So you got, according to ESPN, Miley Marlins, all-time top 25 uh, players by uh, wins above replacement. Recently traded uh, all-star catcher JT Rumoto, ranked 16th overall. 23 of the 25 have now been traded away.
1: The <laughs> other two. Not, that's not how you build a fan base,
0: Gabe. The other two, yeah. <laughs> one of them unfortunately passed away. Yeah. Jose Fernandez, the other one was A.J. Burnett.
1: Yeah. Mm.
0: So, yeah. So.
1: Yeah. How do you build a fan
0: base? At I what get, point? What are they yeah. doing? Yeah. Like, what, what's the point? Like, what's the point? You know what the point is, Drew, of Jeter owning the team? Because he knows he makes money no matter what. Yeah. He's not losing money doing this.
1: No. All all these sports uh, franchises, their valuations have just, you know, gone up substantially in a, a large part because these teams have been able to convince taxpayers to pay for their stadiums. And that's what the Marlins yeah. did. Yeah, disgraceful.
2: Yeah. And the reason they got Jeter in there to begin with was to kind of quell those fears and the anxiety here in South Florida because they don't trust Anybody uh, that's hey, at that at least Loria had an office there. Jeter's in the Cayman yeah. Islands or something. Yeah, no, but he did it because he figures if people see Jeter's face, they'll think that, okay, it's a process. Trust Jeter. When Jeter looks in the camera and says, we're doing this the right way, maybe you can buy yourself a couple of years. But, you know, there's, there's eight people going to those games during the season. It's not good. It's not a good situation at all.
0: All right, so their win total is uh, 65 and a half. Sixty-five and a half, the uh, Miami Marlins' uh, win total, P- pretty low. Yeah. Uh, so let me rattle off some of the numbers here, and if you like something, Drew, if you, you know, yep. or Joe, yep. something catches your eye, jump in. So Arizona Diamondbacks, they won
2: eighty-two games last year. This year, the win total is seventy-seven and a half. Under. All day, 23 players filed for free agency from that team, and I think the only person that got back was Wilmer Flores. I'm taking under all day with the Diamondbacks. No hesitation from Ranieri there. The Atlanta
0: Braves were an upstart
2: team last year, a
0: surprise team. Uh, They won 90 baseball games. Their win total this year is 84 and a half. And so let's look at the division. The Phillies are going to be a competitive team. Phillies are seemingly all in on everybody all the time. That's a good point, too. How come a uh, Harper or Machado didn't take the Phillies money, Drew?
1: I mean, they still might. They still yeah. might. Um, and that that's that's the the thing there. The Braves, you see that win total at, you know, six lower than where they finished last year. And a big part of that is because that division, Philadelphia in particular, is going to be a more competitive team this year. Um, and a team that if they are able to land a Machado or a Harper and immediately make some noise because they've got the pitching to do it. They've got some position players. They've already made some trades this yeah. offseason with Gene Segura and some other guys. They've rounded out a, a nice roster over there. Um, shout out to Matt Klintak, one of my manageable numbers. One of my, one of my uh, college fraternity brothers who's the GM of the oh, Phillies. Oh, is it really?
0: Yeah.
1: So you got some insights. I nice. got some insights in the Phillies organization.
0: There, there it is. Um, See, so you you know, 84 and a half seems like a manageable number, uh, Joe, for the Braves. It's not too high. What do you make of that one?
2: I like the pitching staff, and, and I think uh, if you like the pitching staff, it's a, definitely a, a reasonable number. I wouldn't be surprised at all if they come close to hitting 90 again. You know, a team that I'm intrigued by from a betting
0: perspective, not saying they're going to the playoffs, I'm not saying they're going to win a division or anything, uh, but the Cincinnati Reds, I look at their lineup, and they should be able to score some runs. They bring in Kemp, they bring in Yasiel Puig, they could already hit the baseball. Pitching's a little bit of a concern, but – who did they let me let me just go over their their staff here? They brought they brought a guy in here. It's not totally terrible. I just the, the win, you know, it's seventy seven and a half. I was hoping to be a little bit, uh, a little
1: bit lower. That division's gonna be much, much, much improved this Man, year. You got the Cubs. You've got the Cubs, the Brewers, Brewers. the Cardinals made the Paul Goldschmidt trade in the offseason. They've got some young players uh coming up coming up as well. Cincinnati's obviously made a huge move to improve themselves. Uh, Pittsburgh's a team that has kind of hung around five hundred the last few years. So there's not a weak spot in that division anymore. I think Cincinnati had been that weak spot before, uh, but they've also got a minor league system that's starting to produce some players as well. Nick Sonzalla on the, uh, you know, on the, on the come up as well. So it's going to be a much tougher division than NL Central.
0: All right. So you look at you look at their pitchers. So this this their staff. Well, that's it. Uh, Sunny Gray they brought in.
1: Yeah. Sunny Gray was
0: but better in Oakland. He was a Yankee Stadium. Oh, of course. He's this a, is he's a, a pitcher's a, park. A, this isn't a pitcher's yeah. park either, though.
1: No, it's not. But I mean, you know, he's a he's he's kind of a. Not a not a in total pitch to contact guy, but relies on a lot of off speed stuff. And yeah. and, you know, when he gets hit, the ball can go far. And so uh, the move to the National League should certainly help Sonny Gray. Alex Wood is
0: the guy that brought. Right. In.
1: And that's a guy that makes a lot of sense. Gets a ton of ground balls. a guy that keeps the ball on the ground, doesn't miss a lot of bats, uh, yep. but keeps the ball on the ground and should should help from, you know, from um, uh, insulate their their team from the home run damage. Uh, that they've dealt with with their pitching staff for years and years now. So look, you know,
0: like they're they've, they're they they can have rotating the outfield here. They got Puig, Shebler, Winker, Matt Kemp. Yep. So, you know, you got you got some power in the outfield. Suarez at third base. Yeah. Uh, Peraza, shortstop. Uh, Scooter mm-hmm. Gannett. Joey Votto, Tucker Barnhart.
1: Yeah, it's a good deep it's not, lineup. It's not a bad lineup. There's not, there's, not, there's, yeah. a, there's not a soft spot in that lineup. I mean, Tucker Barnhart's, you know, for a catcher, is like a league average production in terms of catcher, and that's probably the weakest spot in the lineup. And those outfielders, they can rotate around with platoon edges yep. as well, with Scott Schebler uh, hitting against right-handed pitching. Jesse Winker's a good on-base guy. Uh, you know, they've, they've got... Places to kind of mix and match, and they've got a lot of depth in them. just that know.
0: division's tough. It's not a, a tough lot of free division. games, right? Yeah. Uh, you're playing uh, 19 games against the Cubs, 19 games yeah. against the Brewers. Brewers, yep. Um, what the, do you, th- the Reds gonna are going to be competitive, though. Too.
2: Yeah, Cardinals are going to be good, too. Yeah,
0: Cardinals. What's the Cardinal number this year? Cardinals. Uh, you're saying
1: 88?
0: St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, sir. 88 and a half. Yeah. 88 and a half. Big yeah. number. It is. Not a lot of room for error, man. Yeah. You've got to win 89, not not in games. In that
1: division? That's, I mean... Yeah.
0: Nah, I would I would go with yeah. the under
1: there. That would be my Who's well. the team
0: to beat in this division, Drew, in your opinion? I think it's
1: Milwaukee. I think you know mm-hmm. Milwaukee will naturally kind of take a, a step back in terms of Christian Yelich probably will not be able to repeat that. It's kind funny, of their win the total
0: eighty four and a half.
1: Yeah. But they're but they're a team that kind of showed that they can like piece it together during the course of the season with the bullpenning and they, they still have a decent bit of talent. Um the Grandal acquisition is a big one in terms of in terms of their defense cuz he's one of the best pitch framers in baseball. Uh, so he makes a huge huge difference. But-
0: there's been a lot of talk about uh about the, uh, the Yankees. Yankees are 95 and a half their win total, but what about the New York Mets uh Joe, what's your take? So they have the agent comes in right now uh new new general manager uh with the Mets They've been pretty aggressive in the offseason trying to retool this baseball team. What's your opinion on this Mets team?
2: I don't trust the I just don't trust the Mets. I mean, you're looking at what a 7 to 8 win uh, increase from what they did last year and I don't see how they're how they're any better than what they were last year from me. That's a lot of games, 7 to 8 wins going from 77 to what is their number now? So, uh, 84 and a half, 85. Yeah. I, I don't, know, I don't like it. I, I would go under all day with the New York Mets. I don't trust them at all. They have a better roster. They
1: always look good on paper. They, the, yeah. The, the thing with there's the there's a lot of ifs, the, ifs the about the Mets, Mets. Right?
0: If he stays healthy, if he won't. does so this, That's yeah. the
1: problem. The Mets have never stayed healthy.
0: That's the number the, the, one problem the with their pitching never staff. Never
1: stayed healthy. Uh, both position players yeah. and pitchers. I mean, think of all the stars that have
0: come. Guys, come if these guys the are healthy, Degrom, Syndergaard, yeah. Wheeler, Mats, and Vargas, that's a bitch to deal with.
1: It's a great staff but they have not been able to stay healthy. And I mean, it started with, you know, David Wright injuries long ago. And it's like, it's transitioned to every star player that they've had has not been able to stay healthy. And so you look at, you know, guys like Suspetis and Syndergaard, uh, they've just been on the DL a ton. And the Mets haven't had a farm system. That's been able to stabilize the major league team. I'm looking right here.
0: Suspettis says no timetable. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yep. And then Robinson Cano comes over. Is he going to
1: another older player? Yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. You know, it's just that pitching. It looks so good, but like you said, it never, ever, ever, ever stays healthy for yep. one reason or another. Um, you know, the Yankees are very high at ninety-five and a half. You know, Joe, what I, did
2: you think of your Toronto team? I mean, you mentioned it before the break. There, I, I kind of like the, the under I'd in this situation. I'd have to go under. No. The is, you're gonna thing go is, under as
0: well. It, I'd go under as well. It's just, it's getting, it's get, it's, it's a pretty sharp number. Mm. I prefer if it was like seventy-eight and a half, seventy-nine. But in this division, you know, I just don't see it happening. And they, they're an extremely young team, the Toronto Blue Jays. They're trying to, you know, turn things over. It's basically like, um, it's like there used to be a reality TV show. It was pretty crappy, but it was like the sons and daughters of rock stars. Mm-hmm. But not even like big time. You know, it was like Dee Snider, yep. Twisted yep. Sister's daughter or whatever. And it was, it was all family. That's who the Blue Jays are now, Rennery. That's right. You've got I mean, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Dante uh, Bichette's kid, Uh, Roger Clemens' kid. There's a fourth one too. There's a fourth one. I'm forgetting. Maybe somebody in the chat can let me know. So Tulawitzki's gone, right? Is is Russell
2: Russell Martin's gone too? Russell Martin's
0: gone. yeah. Martin's back with the Dodgers. Yeah. Martin was terrible. Like he wasn't. You know. He really didn't have a whole hell of a lot left. No, this is a team that's starting over, and they're pitching. You gotta believe like they're gonna end up trading players. The Blue Jays are mm-hmm. in a rebuild mode. I would go under the number here. Vladimir Guerrero might be flashy and hit a couple of home runs as right. a rookie here, but I'm I'm going under the number with the Jays as well. What do you think of the Jays, uh, Drew? Tough
1: tough team to diagnose because you don't know what their intentions are gonna be towards the middle or the end of the season. They're a team that it'll it will depend entirely on how they do the first two months of the season. I don't they're, think they're buyers. Right. Right. And so, if you're not buyers, how long, you know, how long until you kind of take everything down? And that's a division that's going to be tough to get wins in.
0: All right, look, this is their lineup, guys. I mean, I, how are they going to look? So, uh, Danny Jansen, catcher. Yep. Justin Smoke. Yeah. Uh, smoking at the ball. Yeah. Uh, Lords yep. Gorial, Yeah. Frankie Gal- Freddie Galvez. Yep. Vladimir Guerrero Jr. Billy McKinney. Kevin Pillar. Uh, Randall Grishuk's still there. Kendra Morales is okay. Yep. They're pitching. A little thin here, man. And the pitching is a lot like the Mets pitching, Drew, in a sense that there's always these ifs, right? Oh, if, if, Stroman stays, healthy. Oh, if. I mean, Stroman's the race. What's your take on Do you like Stroman?
1: I think he's, yeah, I think he's a solid MLB Was he a number three here? on a real team? A number three on a contending team, Yeah. 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 I mean, that, that's the, the challenge. And, and all these guys look worse pitching in the AL East. I mean, when you have to go up against the Yankees and Boston lineups all the time, you're going to look worse than you really are. So I think yep. he's, he's solid, but he's, he's definitely he's not an ace.
0: Aaron Sanchez, a lot of talent with Aaron Sanchez. Yeah. Just never really ever came together. Matt Shoemaker, Ryan Barucki, John Reed Foley. Yeah, I don't see it. This, this team's not yeah. winning 77 games. I like the under, yep. Joe Ranieri says under Toronto Blue Jays. Morning after, continue.
8: It's college basketball season, and the Mammoth Park Sportsbook by William Hill is your best bet to watch and wager on all the games leading up to the big tournament. Watch every minute of action on our 75-foot HD video wall. Wager on props, parlays, over-unders, and much more. Go to mammothpark.com for news updates and handicapping. Excludes New Jersey college teams and college events taking place in New Jersey. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800- Calling all
13: drivers. What a career that will take you places then coach usa and megabus is a place for you coach usa and megabus leaders in the local and intercity bus transportation industry are looking for career-minded conscientious drivers with a valid cdl class a or b license with passenger endorsement they offer paid training competitive salary and many benefits apply now and start driving into a better future visit coachusa.jobs that's coachusa.jobs oh,
3: oh.
9: Andro400.com or call 888-400-0435. 888-400-0435. Andro400.com.
17: Hi, I'm Keith Evans.
2: So let's say that you want to wager on sports right or maybe you never had but like you know i'd really like to try this well it's simple then head over to bet dsi they've got wagering options for almost any sport that you can think of including sides totals player props where of course you can utilize your daily fantasy skills without any sort of salary cap constraints you can even wager on esports, politics and reality tv or simply Get an edge with live betting at BetDSI, where you can wager virtually anytime during a contest capitalizing on the in-game circumstances. So many ways you can make money, but it starts by using the promo code FNTSY100. When signing up, get that 100% bonus deposit match today. Just head over, open up your account, BetDSI, promo code fntsy 100 And get your 100% bonus deposit match.
0: Um, So Joe Ranieri in for Corey Parson. We have a special guest in studio here. Drew Dinkmeyer here uh, throughout the week. And he's going to be on various programs right here on the Fantasy Sports Network. One of the top DFS players in America. Um, NFL Combine around the corner. It's something we're going to be able to bet on, guys. You can bet on everything, Drew. You can bet on like (laughs) the 40s and how many vertical this and and all that other type of stuff. Uh, But. There's going to be a lot of talk about Kyler Murray uh, coming into uh, coming into the compide. I see a story here talking about uh, Bruce Arians. Bruce Arians basically told Jameis Winston that he's not effing around, Joe. <laughs> mm-hmm. Basically said, listen, you're yeah. not a rookie, and I'm not a rookie. And he basically told him, I don't have time for garbage. I don't have time for BS. He goes, when I talk to you, I want the 1,000% truth. And he goes, I'm going to give you the 1,000% truth. He mm-hmm. said, if you don't do it, I'm going to be on you. And I just want to let you know this. So Winston's never really had a guy like this, right? And, you know, at some point, Winston's going to have to, he's going to have to mature and develop as well. And, you know, I like uh, Arian says, I talked to Jameis about this. You and I are going to have a hard, lot a lot of hard conversations about our football team. You're not a rookie. So when I come to you, I want honest answers. Um so he talks about how he thinks Byron Leftwich and Clyde Christensen can can be very good for Jameis. But like what he said here, he goes, it's not just him. Give him a run game. Give him a defense. See how good he can be. I think we can limit his turnovers. Um, if we can limit his turnovers, uh, we're going to go a long ways here. You talk about it on the practice field. What's your take with Arians, Drew, going into Tampa Bay with, uh, with Winston now? who's on the last year of his contract. This is it.
1: I think it's an hmm. exciting combination. Uh, everywhere Bruce Arians has gone, he's gotten a lot out of the quarterbacks that he's coached, and he's gotten a, a lot of quarterbacks to push the ball down the field, which is something Jameis Winston is totally comfortable doing. Uh, this was a team that led the NFL in air yards by a huge margin last year with Todd Munkin's offense and obviously a different a, a change in offensive philosophy this year but similar tactics in terms of Bruce Arians like to, liking to push the ball down the field and they have the, the personnel to do it uh, on the outside with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans uh, the tight ends and, and OJ Howard and Cameron Bray. Uh, and I think the approach there is, is sound. If you can just find a way to limit the turnovers for Jameis Winston, you do have a very productive quarterback on a yardage per attempt basis. You just need to uh, tighten up things in the red zone. And of course the things that he's talking about in terms of a better running game and a better defense are things that put your quarterback in position yeah. to protect the ball a little bit more. One of the challenges is when you play from behind, you you're always drop it back to pass. The opposing defense knows what's coming. And so they're getting a full start on you in, in, in the rush. And so you're, you're under pressure more frequently. I think Jameis has displayed a lot of positives uh, in his brief career. He's been kind of jerked around last year with him and Ryan Fitzpatrick going back and forth. I think this is a fresh start and a new opportunity. And, and I think Arians is. is he's got a he's nice solid
0: team here with yeah. um, uh, Joe with Byron Lefwich and Bruce Arians. Like this, if you're yeah. if you're Jameis Winston, this is as good as it gets as far as guys that can make you better.
2: You're going to learn everything you need to know by who they bring in to back up. I can see Joe Flacco. I can see Nick Foles. If he's not uh, picked up by Jacksonville first, I could see either one of those two guys being brought in to push Winston. They're not bringing back Fitzpatrick uh, because half that locker room, the issues with you got the team following Fitzpatrick, believing in him, you can't cause any more friction in that locker room. So Aaron's is going to get rid of Fitzpatrick. And then he's going to bring in a guy like, uh, like a Joe Flacco to to push Winston, and this way it protects him. If he goes down, he's going to have a guy like uh, Flacco with that big arm to be able to lean on. So expect the signing to be the biggest indicator of what happens with Tampa moving forward.
0: And one thing about the NFL, you know, they're a five-win team. They're going to have a favorable schedule, yeah. right, coming into this yeah. year. And we've seen, Joe, in this league, specifically in that division, you know, everyone sort of had their kick at the can recently. Look, Carolina was in the yep. Super Bowl three years ago. Atlanta was in the Super Bowl two years ago. New Orleans knocking on the door this year. You can go from worst to first or relevant in that division, Joe, and then be in play, as you know.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, and a lot of that is going to depend on the health of Cam Newton. What exactly is going on with that shoulder? Uh, His throwing motion was just painful to watch all year long. So will he be back to 100 percent? What can you expect out of uh, out of New Orleans? The uh, are we going to see a repeat? I mean, Drew Brees is getting older. So that division has got uh, there's a lot of talent in it. And can Atlanta be that bad uh, again? I mean, these are, you know, unfortunately, why not Tampa Bay? If they get, uh, if they get it, everything straight, they've got some defense, they've got some offensive weapons, they got Bruce Arians. Why not Tampa? Now
0: the New York Giant quarterback situation is one that's going to be off-discussed, obviously. Look, we had Marshall Falk in studio, and I respect the hell out of Marshall's football opinions. He says Eli Manning's not done. That you know, it's the people around him and etc. The line and and. There was a lot of ifs, though. If you give them time, the thing is, Drew, you don't get time in today's yeah, National Football League. And the best, the best quarterbacks are the ones that create their own time. Yeah, and you can't go into a season saying, well, if this happens and this happens the offense, you, you know, you need, well, if it breaks down, we're good. He can stretch the play after. Yeah. But I get it. You don't just drop a rookie in. If I'm the Giants, I'm looking at this right now. There's a lot of talk about Haskins. Why don't you draft a Haskins and keep Eli Manning so Eli starts and you can do the developmental thing for real, yep. Drew, as opposed to ripping it off like a Band-Aid. Although I'll tell you what, guys, I know we have a lot of Giant fans doing in. They're not getting rid of them. They're not no. going to get rid of him. Like, it's, like, it's like getting a, a divorce. They don't want to do it. They're, they're joined at the hip, those two Super Bowls. They don't want to kick him to the curb. I think, you know, I get it. You keep them, but you got to draft a quarterback in the first round.
1: They they have to, especially after last year making the decision. Uh, and Saquon Barkley is an incredible football player. Obviously, no, no qualms about how good Saquon Barkley is. It's just the positional value. Well, of what's more valuable?
0: Back. They could have had a,
1: a Josh Allen. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, right. could, they they yeah, and they were right there with you know Sam Darnold as, as well. Yep. Like they had they had options there. Um. So this year, I think you have to draft the quarterback. You have all the skill position talent in place around. You've got Beckham, you've got Ingram, you've got Shepard, you've got Saquon. So if they're talking about like Eli Manning you know, doesn't have enough around him or needs more help, it's like how, much, can't how get much, much more, more help. can you really get? You could really improve the line. Obviously, the line yep. did come together in the second half. Of last they did season. get they better. much better. Eli played better. But again, limitations. The offense has limitations because you can't draw up plays that use the entirety of the field because Eli can't get the ball out quickly enough or create enough time for himself to use the, the ball down the field. So they were playing within, you know, basically a phone booth last year where everything was within the first 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. Yeah. And even with great skill position players, you can't generate big plays that way. Uh, you were really relying on, you know, Odell basically taking a, a slant route and, and going to the end zone or Saquon breaking three tackles and kind of getting to the end zone. And so they need to turn the page. They I need think it's to the best of both worlds. There. You get it a
0: new is. quarterback, but you don't well, kick you. It's unlikely to occur. Yeah, you only have one last to year.
2: Pay- They are going to pay dearly here, guys. First of all, the Giants are not going to two years in a row pass up on getting a franchise quarterback. The team they're going to trade with, and they're going to have to pay dearly with, is going to destroy them. But it's the New York Jets at the number three spot. They're going to have to give the Jets what they want because there's no way they can they can risk losing a Haskins and not being able to go get their quarterback. It's unfortunate they had the chance last year, they passed, they won't pass this year, but they're going to pay a bigger price.
0: I wonder though if any of these quarterbacks this year are franchise defining quarterbacks. They don't. They don't, have,
1: they don't have those grades in terms of the yeah, scouts. We games. don't know, right? The scouts. No. The scouts have not put those level grades on this quarterback yeah. class. They've po- posted most of these guys as, you know, round two, round three type quarterbacks that are just. But gonna, you can't gonna take gonna that chance up.
0: when you're you're no, stuck, right? Of course right? not. Of
1: course not. That, yes. That's why last year the depth of the quarterback class last year afforded you a lot of different opportunities yeah. to make different decisions.
0: Well, what you had last year, at least, you had different styles, right? For sure. Hey, you want this guy with a cannon? You got Josh Allen. You yeah. want, you know, you want uh, Baker Mayfield? You know, yeah. sort of different type you had different types which guy do you like Drew uh Joe you know Drew Locke is a guy I like him but is he an old school NFL quarterback he's not mobile either I look at this class of quarterbacks and I really I don't see a guy like I'm not sold on Jared Stidham in the NFL really Mm. he's good seems to me
2: like he's a backup type of guy like I don't think Jared Stidham saves your NFL team the Giants are going to be looking at Haskins. I don't. I, I think even the consensus among uh, all of the scouts and the people talking, Haskins is going to be the first quarterback taken. It's just a matter of uh, to whom and, and when. And I do think the Giants will be the team to move up and get him because those top three teams, Arizona's already got Rosen, uh, San Francisco's got Garoppolo. So the Jets are sitting there at three and they're holding all the cards saying, what do you want? And the Giants are going to be the team to do it. But I don't trust Kyler Murray. I know there was reports today that, you know, so-called uh, executives are saying Kyler Murray is a first-round pick. If I'm an NFL exec, yeah, I, I he it could be the prototype in the future of the NFL quarterback. But until I know he's committed to playing football, I ain't wasting a first-round draft pick on a guy no, that to turn around and want to play baseball. He is, though.
0: He yeah. is. He's going to play football. Look, he's going to the combine. But sure. you're right. I mean, people are sort of – people are all over the place. They say he's 5'9". Yeah. Okay, we'll give him that. Maybe, you know, five, eight and a half. He's fast as hell. He does have a strong arm. I'm not in love with the kid, but they're looking at basically Mahomes, Drew. They're looking at Mahomes. Kids come, or Baker Mayfield. Yeah. Smaller guy coming from this. And remember in the old days, Joe, it was, well, big 12 quarterbacks don't work out in the NFL. They're system quarterbacks. Texas of Tech, course. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Yeah. They're system quarterbacks. Yet, I think Mahomes and Baker Mayfield have changed the perception of Big 12 quarterbacks, and now we're seeing this with Kyler Murray.
1: Well, those, those systems are now the systems that the NFL is utilizing. Good point. So, they're copying that. So, yep. when you're saying they're system quarterbacks in the past and you're now using those systems, these guys are more prepared. To play in the NFL. Yeah, Andy Reid ran Texas
0: Tech's offense than, essentially than
1: they were before because the NFL has adapted to the. That's how games. Cliff
0: Kingsbury has a damn job in this exactly. league. now.
1: Exactly. Which yeah. he shouldn't. So that'll be <laughs> yeah. so that'll be the thing with you know Connor Murray. He's, he's played under the spread system. The spread system uh, is one that you can uh, maximize mobility from the quarterback position, extend plays, and get opportunities down the field. And you saw it with like the Bears with Matt Nagy coming in and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Went from, you know, a quarterback that led an offense that was pretty efficient during the course of the season because they were able to scheme wide open plays. And Trubisky's not the biggest dude in the world. He didn't take a ton of hits during the course of the season. If you're going to be mobile and you're able to be smart about when you get down, Mm -hmm. um, I think Kyler Murray could be a successful NFL quarterback. But it is a different prototype. It's not what we've seen from the NFL historically, but the offenses in the NFL have changed. Uh, in a in a big way in the last few years. No, the dynamic
2: which is why. They don't don't discount the the coaches of these teams too, because the Make coach quarterback deal. relationship yep. is the biggest deal. Where you get drafted into whom is the biggest. And listen, Lamar Jackson could not have gotten drafted by a better team with a head coach and an organization that was willing to change everything for him. Uh, there's not a lot of those. Uh, there's not a lot of those teams. And the ones that do need a quarterback. Yeah, good luck with that. Let me know how that works out for you.
0: Right, We've got about a minute left here, guys. had a pleasure working with you again, uh, Joe, this morning, and uh, fun having Drew in studio here. Virginia Cavaliers are right back at it here against the North Carolina Tar Heels tonight, Joe. I see the Heels are one-point favorites in this game. Kansas yep. have been struggling. They've got off-court issues uh, this year. Kansas getting three at TCU. Kansas have really struggled on the road this year as well, and it's all about the Big 12 tonight. Big 12's always big on Mondays on ESPN. Baylor lay four to Oklahoma Sooners. Any thoughts on the college card tonight?
2: Yeah, I love the Tar Heels, 11 and one straight up at home. They've uh, they've covered five straight. I think they're uh, I think that's an easy win for them tonight. Plus Virginia's still a little banged up.
0: I think the Brooklyn Nets getting 10 and a half against the Toronto yeah. Raptors worth a look in the Association. True Dinkmeyer will have your DFS uh, stuff covered throughout the day here. Thanks, True.
1: Thank you for having me,
0: Gabe. Fun time. We'll see you. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And uh, well, are you here tomorrow. You're gonna be yep. here for most of the week. Yeah, right, most yeah. of the week. Yeah. All right, here we go, Joe. We'll see you tomorrow as well. May the winners be yours, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Later.
18: Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a five-star A-plus online rating.
11: 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. That's 800-223-0992.
15: Being a new parent means every high and low you can imagine. and enter the code SPORTS at checkout for $20 off. That's myevos.com. M-Y-E-V-O-Z dot
19: The best you can do, you pants. Get off my
16: lawn!
0: Let's do this thing. As Major League Baseball's pitchers and catchers have begun to report, hope springs eternal uh, once again as everybody's got a chance. Um, The biggest story as far as Major League Baseball is concerned, clearly Bryce Harper and Manny Machado, both on site right now. Now, you remember a couple of years ago, people had circled and highlighted the 2019 free agency uh, class as one of the The biggest ones ever, and in a class in which potentially we were going to get $500 million contracts. Remember, it was a long time ago when A Rod got $250 million. It was like, oh my God, that's a lot of money. Stanton got $325 million. There were a lot of people that thought, there were a lot of people that thought that $500 million would have been realistic. Evidently, they were wrong. Is $500 million not realistic right now? $450, that's not happening. $400, nope. $350, nope. I think that Bryce Harper and Manny Machado right now are hanging on to the $300 million range, yet word on the street is... Major league baseball teams are offering a buck 75, 200. There was a rumor that the Yankees would go up to 220 uh, to get Machado. Steinbrenner's getting defensive right now; um, that uh, he's being called cheap, and they don't want to spend money. We've talked about this before. The owner of the Houston Astros said the reason that these guys aren't getting signed is because of analytics. Well, you know what? That's just a lie. All right. Then if it's why did you sign Justin Verlander for 28 million dollars a year, 35 million dollars? You have to pay him in for his option after the. Fact, we know what's going on here, and it it's clearly collusion. Major League Baseball doesn't have a salary cap, and personally, I don't believe in salary caps. Salary caps are basically un American and communist uh, by nature, all right? Salary caps don't help, all right? You know, there was no salary cap in the NFL before, the Detroit Lions sucked. There's a salary cap now in the NFL, the Detroit Lions suck. The Cleveland Browns have never been to a Super Bowl before. Pre, post, whatever—it doesn't matter. Salary caps or not, it comes down to the administration, your scouting, and everything else in between. Now, I'm not saying you got to give $300 million to every freaking player, but there's something wrong when you got players in their prime like Machado and like Harper that can't get a—you know—can't get signed right now. There's clearly collusion uh, going on, and if there's going to be no salary cap, then part of the deal is. If you're the owners, you don't get to hoard uh, the money.